Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 180 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. Carrick, how are you doing, my brother? Absolutely excellent, other than almost choking. Prior to this <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to do the countdown, and Carrick's like taking energy drinks and, and everything. <laughs> chugging that thing, too, and you're like, three, two hours, oh, shit, we're going to have a disaster. Anyway, we are going to be focusing on all the Game of the Year, or Game Award categories, one of them including Game of the Year. Uh, it's going to be our predictions, what we would select in these uh, various categories. But before we get into that, as always, our typical introduction, let's start off. Carrick, what are you working on this upcoming week? Um, defending my Darksiders review, like a thesis, it, it feels like. It's so polarized. <laughs> I, I so have, polarized, yeah, dude. dude. That, that's, that had to be one of the, not only a quiet launch, but such, like you said, polarizing, dude. Polarized, I, man. I, I kind of cranked on the game, and a lot of people were unhappy with that. But I've also seen, I think Game Informer gave it an 8. I was like, wow, that's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was, and, and I would not probably say they were wrong in their own world. Like, like this is yeah. one of those games where I can I, I can see some people you, you know that 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 unique uh, viewpoint, but mm-hmm. it was crazy to see. And people have been very nice, but I mean, it, there's been like a lot of discussion about it. I think some of it's fan base, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unfortunately, I think yeah. some of it's sort of not seeing the forest for the trees. But uh, so I'll be. I, we've been discussing that in podcasts. I'll discuss it uh, further on Darksiders for sure, and then um, doing. Reviews right now for Mutant Year Zero, which is the XCOM slash uh, forest animals kind of game. Just looks insane. It's coming out on Game Pass day and date uh, for the PC version. And then I am reviewing um, Just Cause 4. Nice, nice. Yeah, I got uh, a request to review that game um, by Square Enix, but I, I just... I don't know. You know, for me, this is the time of the year where I start to kind of not decline, um, but more so, what's a better word for it? Coast. You know, it's like, all right. Yeah, for it's sure. It's discussion season. It's game of the year season. It, it's roundup season. It's it's top five, top three, top yeah. ten list season for me. And I've always liked that part uh, of the year because it's kind of a breakaway from what I normally do. Um, so I, I just I think my reviews after Fallout are done. I'm probably going to do Red Dead with a combination of Red Dead Online and, and the single player package. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, upcoming content in the next week, uh, really only thing I know that's set in stone is obviously the Obsidian in-depth analysis of whatever they're revealing. I cannot wait. I am so excited to see this new thing they are working on. Um, I've heard rumors it's like a first-person uh, sci-fi RPG. So 
that'll be really interesting to see, especially with, you know, now we have the Microsoft budget backing it. Yeah. Maybe right. they can do more than they had initially imagined with the game. I, I feel like, you know, sky's the limit for this one. So that's why I'm, I'm really excited to see what Obsidian's bringing out. And also a cool announcement. Uh, we have a new overlay coming in. Carrick and I uh, currently are in possession of it. It's just getting some final tweaks. It's not being used for this episode because we know... Uh, with the, for those who do watch the podcast visually, we, we've had this four-section uh, four overlay yeah. for a while, and usually it's just Carrick and I talking. So we're going to have now an overlay for when we have multiple people, which will be the one that's used now. And then the upcoming one's going to be for when it's mostly just Carrick and I, and it's, it's awesome. The artwork there yeah, is so cool. cool. So we can't wait to reveal that to you. Should be done within a week or two, tops. Um, no pressure on the artist if he's listening. So if it's going to take longer than that, do not worry. But, Where uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyway, with all of that, uh, oh, last but not least, uh, be sure to flick a buck at the Patreon. <laughs> and if you do so, you'll get early access to the podcast. You get access to the Patreon Discord. You get to talk to myself and a lot of other wonderful people there. I, I cannot commend how incredible uh, my Patreon Discord personally has been. I know the same thing goes for you, Carrick. It's just, you know... Yep. I, the the most awesome, passionate, kind-hearted people that uh, I've really encountered online. It's it's wonderful. So it's a good place to be for discussion. And now, with all that out of the way, let's get into some predictions. Starting off with game of the year. Got to start off big, you know. So we're going based off the selections that are listed for the Game Awards website, and then we're going to talk about what we think would win. Uh, I guess objectively speaking, and then what we want to win and obviously the hows and whys of that so for game of the year right now what is listed is assassin's creed odyssey celeste god of war spider-man monster hunter world and red dead redemption 2 carrick what do you got so you and i I want to make sure before we move on you and i will not be will mostly not be interjecting what we think should win if it's not no we absolutely can yeah um so I think Red Dead's going to win. Okay. I think it's going to win. Like, I'm not saying it should win. I'm I'm saying, do you, I mean, do, do either one of us think that the juggernaut that is Red Dead, even with the online not really nailing it right now, like... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like Spider-Man or God of War could, could just as easily take it. But Red Dead's just such a titan. Is And you know who votes for those, right? It's the journalists that, like, that's... So that's the thing. Oh, is, right. They it, are involved yeah. in this. Yeah. So, yeah, Red Dead. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I think Red... Yeah. Right? Like, that's why you won't see an indie game on there, because a lot of them, there were too many big games to cover. They didn't have even the numbers, even like you mm-hmm. and I, where, like, we don't have the time to cover a game. A lot of the indie games didn't get even covered. I, a lot of them didn't even get reviewed. Which sucks. So. I mean, fortunately, Celeste... Uh, it gets a lot there, of yeah. looks. It gets a lot of looks. There's, uh, I will let viewers and listeners know in advance, you're going to hear a lot of Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2 in, in almost all of these selections because they... And what you're not going to hear and should is Pool Panic. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. One of the greatest indie games to ever come out. God, I remember, I remember watching you play that. Dude, I've never... People, conf- people... I'm allergic to alcohol, bitches. And somebody was still like, he's drunk. And I'm like, I can't be drunk. It doesn't work. <laughs> but I've never laughed that hard. Like, I was just laughing that and Mud Runners. You ever played the Mud Runners game where you're driving no. cars out in the woods? It's It doesn't sound fun at all, Maddie. Like, if you told me that, I'd be like, that sounds like, and I had a blast. But Pool Panic, yeah. 
is not on there. Celeste is. It's great, but doesn't it feel like this list is created just so they can say they put an indie? Or Celeste is on there just yeah. like, look, What's interesting, here's a street though, cred. Is Celeste was a like a January release. It was very, very early, very early. in the year. So it, it definitely withstood some pretty big games um to come out and there there's actually a whole indie category too so it'll, it'll be interesting uh sadly though by the way pool panic is not there either but um yeah i'll be i'll Fuck. be interested to t- get your take on that so you think red dead's gonna win i agree what out of these games here i don't know if any of them actually are your game of the year on this list but what would you pick if you were to vote yeah i would say it's pro my game of the my assumption for game of the year, I am going just, can we clarify one more thing? I should have mm-hmm. clarified this prior. You're good. The, the, these guys choose the December question. 6th. Mm-hmm. So Smash Brothers isn't even on here, which I think is a, a tr- fucking travesty. Unless you're Mayan or on another planet, December 6th isn't the end of your fucking year. So mm-hmm. they, these guys are way early. Um, so remember that Smash, people won't be hearing Smash Brothers right. at all. Even though... Who knows, right? It could be game of the year. There's a lot of indie games this year. Mm-hmm. But I just want to make sure people are clear. They're choosing December 6th. Maddie and I are not. I don't know what that's he's doing. That's a good doing. point. We, yeah, we I, I, that's, that's very right. good to clarify because I never even thought of that. Um, I, but I, I think overall, like, I think Red Dead's just a juggernaut, dude. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I think it's going to sweep everything. Like, a, a lot of these answers, it's not my answer. You know, for well, a lot of these be? topics, like well, you're you're picking well, from this list. If I'm picking from this list, it, mm-hmm. again, Red Dead. If I was picking from any list for Game of the Year, I would say the King's Bird is very close. Wow. Pool Panic is very close. Red Dead, very close. By all means, when I diss on Red Dead, I'm not like saying it's terrible. I'm just saying it's the juggernaut, like right. and well worthy. God of War is great too, but I think I would have more indies on my list. Mm-hmm. That's just me. No, it's awesome, though. That's the thing. These are games that don't get recognition, and, and they're very yeah. good. One of my game of the years, uh, games of the year, rather, is a indie game, which uh, is actually on one of these lists, so I'll be sure to let those who know who stay tuned, uh, which that is. If I were to pick from this list, though, it would definitely be Red Dead Redemption 2, because that's my game of the year. Uh, I just think that that game is very special, but more if not that, it would be Spider-Man, because... You know, it's it's a tough year. It's a tough year it's to a vote. Tough year. Those it's are tough all year. great selections. And also, do you feel I could? It, it, this could just be me, and I I haven't actually got to ask another YouTuber, so this would be the first time asking anybody. Do you feel like Forza Four was completely shafted because, as a racing game, and the amount of shit Forza Horizon Four did, the fact that it's not in Game of the Year as a racing title, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, it, it sort of feels weird. I guess. I, I think that that's one of the best racing games made of all time when it comes right. to taking everything, changing landscapes, different weather, multiplayer that just, wor- just worked. I'm going to say that. <laughs> multiple times. But it did. It just worked. Can't say it the same people. anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Does it feel... Do you not agree? Because I don't... You didn't review Forza. I did not correct. review, nor did I play it. But oh, okay. as an outsider okay. looking in... I am always of the school of thought that when you're making a list, especially if you're voting for game of the year and you're hosting a big show, I feel more options are better. There's more representation, more people, you know, because like regardless of whether we like it or not, a lot of people connect their, you know, we've talked about before their ego, their emotions to games and they feel like, yes, the game I love 
got on there. So in my opinion, if, if you're creating a show based off that, the more games, the better. And I have heard like so many people talk about how amazing Horizon 4 is. And I played 3, I reviewed 3, and I loved that. And you would, I, I still go back to it to this day and say, oh, wow, I, I don't like racing games, but Horizon 3 clicked with me. So I can only imagine yeah. 4 should be there. And, and um, what's even crazier to me is why they don't have that listed, but also that Assassin's Creed has actually made a game of the year list. You know, it's that's a, it's amazing. That's insane. in a good way. And, yeah. In yeah. a very good way. Cause Ubisoft really, I felt outdid themselves with uh, a lot of what happened with Odyssey. Um, I didn't think it was perfect. I, I thought uh, there were, there were certain parts of the game that were weaker than others. And I thought it still suffered a little bit from that revolving door of characters um, but, but what they, overall, the world they created, the interconnection of activities, the cult of cosmos, a refreshing protagonist. I loved Cassandra, you know, the choice and consequence that was there, albeit not, you know, as frequently as I think a lot of us would want in something like a Witcher, but still like a really big step forward for them. So I'm glad, I feel like each of the games listed here, uh, is really worthy of being there. worthy. Yeah. They, yeah, they each right. moved a genre forward or the respective franchise a huge step forward i think spider-man was one of the best superhero games made god of war one of the best open world action adventure games made and, and not only that but a huge step forward for the franchise that was kind of a beat-em-up and and yeah took it 20 steps further red dead 2 i've always said it probably the best open world i've ever been a part of i want to yeah. emphasize those words though not best open world game i've played but best open world as a design i've been a part of uh monster hunter world really pushed monster hunter into the mainstream which was originally i'd I'd argue you know it was always popular but i wouldn't say it was on the level of mainstream like it kind of is now where it sold what nine million copies or something like that yeah less insane amount you know that a lot of people say that was like a pixel perfect um 2d platformer i mean like yeah there's there's a lot of lot of progression with this list here so that's why it's also equally as puzzling that a game like forza horizon 4 did not make it yeah yeah, Spider-Man's cool. I, I, I still think I expected Spider-Man, um, but I will say when you and I were reviewing Odyssey, mm-hmm. um, I had come off Origins, and I wasn't... I, there were some bugs, and, and overall, I just didn't love it as much. And it was funny because I remember... I don't get nervous. So if I don't really know what people are... You know, we're not really allowed, aside from you and I and maybe a couple others, you're not really supposed to talk to anybody prior to, you know, your review going live. You know, they're like, yeah. We want you to not talk. And so, you know, you and I will give generalizations, like, a lot of times. Sometimes we'll talk in more Vague detail, but sometimes we'll just be lines. like, it's just like, I do like this, I don't like this. Um, sometimes we'll, you know, say what we're thinking of giving something. But what was weird about Odyssey, dude, is I hit that enter button, the review went live, everybody's reviews goes go live, and I was genuinely shocked, genuinely shocked, mm-hmm. that there were so many people who had a fun time which to me is the it's the epitome of a game yeah game is is fun red dead's an experience but holy shit there was almost a cult of personality around assassin's creed where it was just like people were like it is a blast to play which i think is it's such a huge leap forward for assassin's creed games whether you want to call them that or not anymore but it's a huge leap forward absolutely dude Absolutely. I, I get that feeling, though, because you were talking about, like, being nervous before a, a review drops, because you're in yeah. this, like, I always describe this since Fallout 4, like, that was my first really big review, and I was like, you're you're in a bubble, 
and and you're yeah. you're you know this was before I was friends with other reviewers and you we could yeah, bounce true. off each other yeah. a little bit so and I was much younger at the time so I was like in this tiny bubble you know you're just playing the game you have your own self-contained thoughts you don't have the discussion the dialogue you almost have to have it with yourself now or with like mm-hmm. your small group of reviewer friends and, and so like you know for example uh Dark Siders 3 and and Fallout you know I know Dark Siders 3 I'm like this is you know kind of niche but um I know there's a large fan base here that really wants this game to succeed and I'm thinking <laughs> yeah and I'm sitting there like well this game's a bargain bin game I thought you know it's it's good for what it is but for $60 I, I did not think it was worth it at all same thing right. with Fallout you know I'm very much ingrained in that community and I'm like you know people are really <laughs> really curious to hear the official word on what I've got to say about this one and and right, right. when I'm I was eating lunch and I was sitting at my table and I'm, I think I was on my phone. And I realized, you know, because my videos normally go live at 12 Eastern Standard Time. I saw like it was like 1210 and like my stomach dropped. I was like, oh, shit, my review is live. Like, what's happening? You know, so yeah, I feel that, bro. I feel that. Yeah, definitely an interesting time to be a reviewer. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next, we've got best ongoing game. We have the list of Destiny 2, Forsaken, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch and Rainbow Six Siege. I mean, Fortnite will win, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but my answer is probably it might it might mimic yours. But if we're talking about best ongoing, ignoring the state a game is in when it came out and just looking at what they added, No Man's Sky is definitely high on my list. Yeah. It, it, even even saying. though I didn't love it once it's been fixed, the fact is is if when you look at it, it has been so much improved, which I guess just proves. Release a shitty game, and two years later, you can win an award. <laughs> Whatever, right? That's. I was about to agree with you, but right when you said that, I'm like, wait, fuck! I don't want to give that an award. Exactly. Now. I almost exactly. want to be a prick, but uh, you see, for me, I I kind of fell out of Overwatch after the first year and a half of playing it. I put about 300 plus hours into that game. Um, I think I just played it so much, I just felt it was time to move right. on to something else. So, but I've heard from the Overwatch community, and th- this may be entirely inaccurate because it's just been a couple of friends um, and, and other people who still play that it, it kind of got worse over time, and, and it's kind of been like a bumpy ride because they've oh, okay. like tweaked so many heroes and like something with Mercy. I remember it's just been like kind of an up and down thing. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, I I I'm so weird with that game because I played it a lot at launch. Once it started getting popular, I was like, yeah, I'm a part of this thing, and then just fell off of it but that one i only put like 80 hours into um mm-hmm. destiny 2 i've never played so for me I'm, I'm right there with you probably you know if i'm being real uh no man's sky i'd want to pick just because um it's it's also a a a symbol of you know never giving up to me you know like yeah. you, you kind of look at it and it's like damn they they were an indie team you know everything went against them um in many ways rightfully so and uh, they could have just given up, but they yeah. kind of they they took it in some form of stride. Went completely off dark. the grid. Yeah, and... they just went dark. There's no no output for a while. Yeah, and and now they I think they're dropping another big update. They soon, are, or they did, they or something and, like and that. last week I don't know if you saw it, but I think it was last week or the week before they offered the update that adjusts biomes and actually adds new worlds. So mm-hmm. it's just like, or at least maybe adjust the world you're in but yeah dude the amount of again you and i 
so that people don't freak out are ignoring, not ignoring the fact, completely actually uh, understanding the fact that the game wasn't good upon release. So it had a, a bigger gulf that it could sort of, you know, right. eat up and get this award from. But yeah, it's but insane. This was kind of the year that punctuated a bounce back with the No Man's Sky next update that was like, yeah, like here it is, you know. Yeah. Multiplayer, I think, was a thing. They had like third person. Mm-hmm. Um there was a there was a lot tied into this experience. And, and so that's why I kinda wanna give the award to it, but realistically, yeah, Fortnite's probably gonna win because like how do you compete with like just that how many times do they update that game and add something new? There's just so much mm-hmm. money going into the project. And I, you know, I'm not a fan of it, but the number of people I know who genuinely have a blast and find it incredibly fun is really high. And I oh, think yeah. that's great. Like, it's just, it's it's awesome. Like, Dude. It, it's a juggernaut, just like Red Dead. And also, I mean, now that we say, we're, we were quick to be like, well, you know, you released a shady game two years later, you get an award. But with Fortnite, it wasn't supposed to be this at launch. It was a shitty yeah, it, horde. Battle world. Royale was released late, right? Yeah, it was an early was access later. free thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man. So <laughs> Fortnite could also be on that list, but I, you know, I true. I know because it's so popular, it gets kind of a, a rap of like, oh, casual game and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I, I remember well before uh, it became really popular, and PUBG was kind of like the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember saying Fortnite's gonna like take over. It's it's just it was so much more fun, and the building was fun, and um. Yeah, so that's kind of where I stand on that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Sifting right along to best game direction. We have listed A Way Out, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. Like I said, that trio is going to be sticking together for the long time here. Yeah, a lot. (laughs) So where do you you sit on best game direction? Uh, Easily my personal choice. I, this one, I'm a little more confused on who may win, but my personal choice, without a shadow of a doubt, is uh, a way out. Or really? no way out. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. yeah, when it comes to improving upon different systems that, that have, have got, come in the past, multiplayer, synchronicity, having to make sure that you do like timed locks at the same time, mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff. Then they took in like these other games, like point-and-click adventures or narrative-based games, and handled that well as well on top of it, and then third-person shooting on top of that. Um, that, And then I think it innovated also in how it delivered its content, which is one game was only needed for two people. That was No one's ever done that before. Right, where they're like, right. if you just buy it for 15 bucks, I think it was 15 or 20 bucks. It wasn't even full price. Maybe it was 40 at the time, I can't mm-hmm. remember. They were like, you just buy one copy and you can play with any friend for free. They don't have to pay. And it's just like, that right. alone <laughs> is well worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can agree with that. Um, I think you can make a good case for naturally every game on this list. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, I feel like Spider-Man is not one I'd pick, though, because, you know, while I think Spider-Man, like I said, I still stand by it. One of the best superhero games ever made, and I loved its story. I loved its open world and its side activities. It very much functioned in a lot of ways like a uh, an old Ubisoft open world title. Yep. And yeah, uh, that so. isn't necessarily the best direction, I feel. Um, Red Dead's more organic. Like you said, it's more of an experience. So yeah. how much direction is kind of, I guess, up to the player, right? Like, they just put all these pieces into the world and, and, and interactions that can be had. And it just kind of happens, right? Yeah. Um, 
I guess that, that obviously takes some form of direction, but still to keep that all organized and not messy. I kind of want to, I haven't played it yet, but from what I've seen of like the tree and the choices and the outcomes, I, I almost want to pick Detroit to become human because I feel like that is so much narrative work to make it, to have it all make sense, to have certain solutions that happen early game and, and stay permanent, work with something completely different on another branch on the other end of the game. I just feel like it just goes beyond a brain's capacity to handle yeah. and that it takes multiple very talented, intelligent people to keep the story uh, emotional, impactful, and, and yet still have all these branching choices and consequence. So I know I, I hate to be that guy and, and make a selection based off a game I've never played, but just from my perspective, um, everything else on this list jumps out to me in a different way, but like direction and, and how you have to keep a a certain title organized, I think Detroit Become Human really takes the cake on that one. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah. I've only beat it twice, but um, in the Discord, like, we'll be talking and I'll say, you know, my character died here or whatever. This one character, sorry. And then somebody else is like, wait, what? They can die there? Like, I have mm. no I have no clue. And it's crazy. Uh, to me, I think a way out, the only reason I like a way out or a field, a way out does it more is because they also have choice that can change. And mm-hmm. so, so it's a mini version of Detroit right. where I think Detroit... Um, also is probably one of the biggest improvements from the past games I've ever seen because their other games, sorry, I know people might like David Cage, but no. Aside from maybe... Heavy Rain was good. N- what one? Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. I know some people like that, but I wasn't a fan. I would See, say... I, I've liked all their work, man. Like Even the game that came no, out but after I, Heavy Rain. I have too, but I don't think they're good. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I like them, but I don't think they're good. Detroit is commercially, I don't know how to describe it. It's easier to digest. They've done it right, I guess. I think it's probably because from what I've heard, a lot of the situations are like, wow, I could see this actually happening almost. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole Android, uh, if if that's even what they're called. um, Yes, yeah. The whole Android situation and and are they human, are they not kind of thing. Uh, I think a lot of people are like, wow, this is something we could see, you know, one day. It's crazy. Yeah, for Um, sure. but for me, I don't know. I, I I liked Heavy Rain a lot, and I even remember really enjoying uh, Beyond Two Souls. Two Souls. Yeah, I I it was definitely flawed in some ways for sure. But um, I remember playing the story and just being very captivated by what was happening. That was a game that was kind of like Dark Siders Three. I remember it got fours and fives, and then I remember seeing like Red Three Games gave it a ten. Yeah, and I was I was. What, like I was dumbfounded. I was thinking to myself, okay, like someone thinks this is the best game, or they think five out of five, whatever they did there. Someone thinks this is like one of the best games of the year, and, and other people think this is like a mediocre, average launch. Just... Average game. Yeah. Number scores. Number scores. Next, 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 next. Best narrative: Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange Two, Episode Two, a new entry. Here we go, and Spider Man along with Red Dead. You can go first. Uh, best narrative. <sighs> you know, I feel like my answer would be completely different. I played Detroit because I know it's a very story-heavy game, so I just get this sinking feeling that that would sink with me the best. Right. I personally like Red Dead for uh, more than just its story, which I thought was fantastic. I'm torn between that and Spider-Man. God of War's story was great. 
but I, I wasn't as grabbed as a lot of other people were. Um, and I, 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 I thought the, the chain, the, the twists, um, one of them was better than what I think was supposed to hit people a lot harder towards the end. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, so I don't want to say more than that. Um, but yeah, I, for me, I kind of want to lean towards Spider-Man just because that's the first time a superhero game based off this character has actually made me care about the man beneath the mask and the people connected to him and, and really made me feel something. Uh, whereas Red Dead Redemption 2, I think, is a uh, real achievement in, in incredible storytelling because you have, a what, a camp of like 20 people? Right. And I'd say, you know, for the ones that actually do matter, like a Dutch's gang and, and some of the characters on the outside connected to them, they do a good job developing all of them and making them yeah. worth caring about. Even if you played the first Red Dead, you kind of know, you know, what's going to happen here, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's right? not going to be a shock for some of those characters. Exactly. So I feel like between Spider-Man and Red Dead, you know, it's hard to say because, you know, with Red Dead, like I said, that, that's got to be so good to, to say, like, yeah, you knew what was going to happen and you were still blown away. So um, I feel like it's also Red Dead's acting and execution, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably go Red Dead. I think Red Dead will win. I think um, the the issue also when interactive medium is that I know I talked to a lot of people at a slow point in Red Dead too that really slowed down for them and they Chapter weren't so five. happy. <laughs> yeah, where I think Spider-Man, because of the more linear, still open world, but the linear story <laughs> progression, yeah. it's a little easier to keep going in Spider-Man. Absolutely. So, for example, it doesn't you have a speed. story... Yeah, you have a story moment in Red Dead, and they're like, go all the way over here to start the next story. <laughs> but in, like, Spider-Man, it's all boom, boom. If you choose to, it's like boom, right. boom, 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 boom. So, personally, I also think that the foreshadowing, and I, I said this in another podcast, so if anybody's re-watching this, I apologize for repeating myself. But I got to say, I just really like the narrative in Spider-Man because, like, he's my favorite Doc Ock now, for example. Mm -hmm. um, I like him better than the movie, Doc Ock. I like most of the characters in the game better than their movie versions, which is rare for me. Usually right. I find the game versions just not nailing it. Um, you and I completely disagree. I fucking hate MJ, and I know you were totally <laughs> fine with her. I fucking, I've never wanted to hold somebody's head underwater as much as I do her. <laughs> but that's not her, the actress. That's the, yeah, you know, the, that's the writing and the character. Um, but I think Spider-Man, dude. And Spider-Man, not I'm not going to spoil this, but there's a part in Spider-Man where you're, there's mini game. Okay, so the mini games in Red Dead, if you do them, there's no real impact on your main game. Like it's yeah. just like here's Five Finger Jack or whatever the fuck it's called. Here's poker, blah blah blah. You do get to play in the camp poker and those games, which I thought was cool. But in Spider Man, when you're making, when you're fixing things, he continually talks and interjects where it's going to matter. Like, it'd be like, oh, this it's just a little two- or three-sentence thing. It's great audio like, direction, yeah. Yeah, and so you're constantly, like, leaning forward going, oh, this, this mini-game I'm doing, which also gives me points to buy suits, additionally has a little bit of a narrative edge, and then there's one part in that game, so I won't ruin it for anybody, but there's a part where you're repairing something, and to, you've repaired it, and you get to move it around. And when you do, you realize all of the movements are violent actions. And it dawns on you, if you understand the, the characters or what have you, you're like, I get this already. Like, it completely makes sense why this mechanical thing is doing the only specific right. things. 
I, I would have to say personally for me, and I hope that I hope Spider Man. Yeah, like I, no, I just I, I love that. Totally, shit. I could I can absolutely see why that um, it, it does a good job of I think synchronizing synchronizing with its player. Yeah, um, where, where like you said, as he kind of goes step by step, he figures something out. It's like you're kind of like, is this what I think it is? And then he kind of says it and confirms it. And and I feel like yeah. there's a good almost relationship that gets established between the player and Peter where it's like you're working together yep. to figure something out. Um, and that happens a lot during the story. And also I think, for example, the movement in Spider-Man in its world uh, is a lot faster. So from going mission A to mission B, you can get there in like 30 seconds. And, and yeah. you can also appreciate how like they added the – the different audio tracks for like Peter grunting when he's web swinging, yeah, when he's swinging same audio versus lines normal. versus when yeah. he's just standing still and he talks fine and, and the way those tracks overlay and gradually swap. I mean, it's, it's actually fascinating what they did. Uh, that's a, a, a crazy level of attention and detail. Um, yep. I know some people do have issues with chapter five and red dead redemption Two. I personally get exactly why, but I also feel like it develops. I don't want to say what happens, but it develops a certain character a lot more and it, it kind of feels like, you know, the tipping point. And so I feel like it, it kind of hits that a little bit more, but it definitely is a bit of a deviation away from what really grabs you. But yeah, Spider-Man or Red Dead 2 wouldn't, wouldn't argue either of those personally, or, or I Detroit. wouldn't, I probably wouldn't even argue God of War just because the one cut throughout the entire thing, the mm -hmm. cinematic feeling of just the one cut and everybody's performance. And that was great. I think a yeah. lot of these lists, all the names, even though I would add more names because I think more games need to get, kudos or whatever but um i think most of the time the the people the, the games that are listed all could win yeah without really a huge amount of like bitching from people right 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 all right so moving right along best art direction this one's always fun ac odyssey god of war octopath traveler red dead redemption 2 and return of the obra din so there's another indie for you yeah i mean in this one, I think if I read the subtitle right, it adds in the word animation under the title of the of the um, award. Mm. It says like best direction. I don't know. Can you read it? Do you have it? In front uh, of I you? have it written on paper in front of me. Oh, so okay. If you want to um, check, no, that's all right. I, so I would say overall for me, it's I mean Red Dead. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it just it it nails it. Like it, it nails does. a lot of that stuff. Hmm. So. For me. See, I'd probably go with Octopath Traveler. I think there's just nothing. I haven't played like it, by it. the way. Right, so, yeah. right. I, I'd probably I've played Octopath. I, I put like 80 hours into it, and, and I think it's a art style that is a successful blend of modernization, but also evoking nostalgia and making a, an art style that I think will be mimicked for years to come. Um, I, I just love, like, for example, because it was built with Unreal Engine 4, so I love going to a town and looking at the water, which which looks real, and then seeing, like, the 16-bit high-definition pixels. Right. It, it works in a really strange manner, and it, it all looks great. And, and the particle mm -hmm. effects are very modern, but yet the animation work is kind of like a choppy SNES game. It's, it's odd, but it, it works together exquisitely well and and so for me that's why i would get that but i'd say second on that list would actually be for me assassin's creed odyssey i i loved its use of color i thought yeah. they did a good job of making locations kind of pop putting stuff in the foreground versus the background uh that that what you'd see when you you know you 
ride your horse over the hill and you see the big city, a big city in the distance or a town in the distance, how it looks from each and every angle, I yep. felt was taken into consideration. There was a lot of thought into just how the game presented itself. So for me, it would probably be Assassin's Creed, but Red Dead Redemption 2, yeah, naturally, you know, that's one that uh, I just look at and, and go like, wow, I just, I feel like I'm there. You know, I feel like yeah. Red Dead could easily snag each of these awards because I believe, like I said, it's one of the best worlds ever made. And that's because it's a collection of every aspect being nailed graphically, aesthetically, right. environmentally, artistically, you know, all that stuff, it, uh, it even sound. Right. And, and yep. so it just does so much right. But uh, my, my pick personally would definitely be Octopath Traveler. Oh, show. All right, man. We are doing good here. We are doing good. Best score slash music, speaking of audio Celeste, God of War, Spider Man, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, or Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, I listened to Celeste. I- not to cut you off, I listened to Celeste no, while I was writing this list up, and uh, it's it's really good. There there's some good stuff there, and that's without knowing a thing about the game really, outside of like what type of just game it is. Just listening to the music, just listening. I was like, wow, imagine if I had some gameplay kind of elevating this or something along those lines, because I've heard the story for this game is actually really good. But I, I'd personally probably go either Red Dead or uh, Octopath. I so. The thing, so you have read the read the um, uh, the the games again. Celeste, God of War, Spider Man, Nino Kuni Two, Octopath Traveler, and Red Dead Redemption Two. So, uh, we talked about this in uh, a prior podcast because I'm sort of a music fan and like breaking these down. First of all, I have to say, I I think Odyssey missed its mark. I think Odyssey should have been on this list. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because right. I, I think that its music is also fantastic. God of Wars is really good, um, but I I was I was having difficulty remembering a lot of Red Dead's music, even right. right after playing it. And I remember in Red Dead 1, when you're John Marston, writing towards your fate, and the vocals come in, and I still remember back when it first released, people just being like, this is the greatest fucking you know, track I've ever heard and blah, blah, blah. And right. um, I didn't feel that way with this Red Dead, even though I loved a lot of the music, a, lo- a lot of it. Um, that's the thing is like, I, I mean, God of War is bombastic, but the weird thing is, and I, I was saying this earlier, I, I'm going to have to go back and listen prior to doing my actual awards mm-hmm. and listen. And this is why, for some people who are watching and seeing me talk about awards on other uh, podcasts, I, I, I am going to probably change my mind as Maddie and I talk. Like, this is because I haven't made my choice yet. That's the thing that sucks with YouTube videos is, like, people think what you're saying right now is set in stone. Yeah, <laughs> I probably should have said that starting. Yeah, um, now they know. Spider-Man, when you put on your boxers and you leap out of that window, it evokes the movies insanely well like almost supernaturally well when you swing out and the fucking crescendo starts and you're like yep i'm spider-man like you're just like i am for sure spider-man right now like i can in real life i can go jump out my window in real life (laughs) i could jump out my window luckily i'm first story so it wouldn't be so bad but um yeah so it's like i don't really have i mean there's times where I, i i vacillate between for sure having a winner for this and then not i think red dead will win 
but I think Spider-Man, I would have to go back and verify I'm not dragging in movie moments into the game because the music was definitely cribbed from the movie. Right. So I would have to go back and listen. But I there there are parts of Spider-Man that are that are epically in my brain right now even, which Red Dead, not so much. God of War definitely had some moments. I, I I don't know what it was about Red Dead. It didn't it didn't like make me. It, it didn't just like grab me as well as the prior game did. Right. So it's really not an answer because there's three really good answers. So yeah, see, see, I'd I'd pick either Red Dead or Octopath. I'll start off with Red Dead because um, there are certain moments in the game that include vocal soundtracks and. I think they're fantastic and really uh, just beautiful. And like yeah. I said, uh, I think audio is kind of like the extra nudge each game gets to push it over the top. So right. you have a, a somber moment in Red Dead, and then they, they include this um, vocal track, and it goes from like, wow, this is great, to holy crap. Okay, this is like the perfect song. This fits well. The lyrics, oh my god, this is like made for this game. This is mm-hmm. so well-directed. Um, you know, and so there are a lot of moments like that. I also feel like that there were so many tracks and that usually to me just signifies good audio. Cause it feels like every moment has a score tied to it. And that score symbolizes something. So red dead, um, it, it's not like this is your shootout song and this is your dual song. And this is your stories getting intense song. It, it doesn't reuse it like a, often a lot of JRPGs do. Right. Um, and so I, I really appreciate diverse ample supplies of music um so that's why red dead would probably take it for me but octobat traveler makes a really good case for it. and i do wish i played nino kuni too because that's a jrpg i want to get around to i loved the first nino kuni um to an extent i should say because i never finished it i got like 55 hours in and then dropped it but uh oh gotcha that was a younger just because matthew you were who, busy oh gotcha no that was just a younger matthew i think i was like 16 17 at the time oh um, but I, I really liked it. Um, but as for Octopath Traveler, it, it there are just you know it's your your run of the mill JRPG, so it has its peaceful tracks, it has its good battle tracks. Um, but like I was alluding to earlier during talking about Red Dead, um, you, you'll notice that it's like this is your sad music. You know, this is where you're supposed to be sad. These are your this is your music right. for happiness, and and so it, it can get a little like some JRPGs a, a little repetitive, so I, I'd yeah. probably give it to Red Dead. But Celeste, man, Celeste has got a really good soundtrack, so I, I, I'd probably put that just above Octopath, just by fucking listening to it. Really oh, wow. good. Really good. Now, we have audio design. I'm going to get a drink real quick while you give your thoughts on what you think won best audio design. Okay. Black Ops 4. Oh, Forza Horizon 4. Ooh. Mm-hmm. There we go. God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, BRB. So um, so while Maddie's gone, I'll just say my answer's right. This is definitely wrong, whatever he says. Just joking. Uh, when it comes to sound, and uh, I, I told everybody, I thought you were walking for a while, so I told everybody, I'm like, no matter what Maddie says, his answer's wrong and mine's right. Um, <laughs> it, Too late. So I, I think the sound in all of those games is really good. I think Forza Horizon does have a couple issues that I brought up in the review in particular with uh, some cars sounding alike. So it does a good job at times, but then other times you're like, it, it, it seems a little hit and miss. I would say most likely Call of Duty is going to win 
because I think Call of Duty, they did nail the sound in that game. I think a lot of people like it. There's a couple get guns I'm not a big fan of. Um, I think Spider-Man's sound is really good. I think, it for me, it's between like God of War, Spider-Man, and Red Dead again. And the weird thing is, and this is why I'm going to have to sit and really think about this, is because I don't think any of them were perfect. And, and I think that they... But I think that whatever negatives they have aren't super negative to where I can remove from one from the list. So even my own idea of which one I want to win, Red Dead has insane audio at times. Like when you turn the music down, dude, like mm. the, the number of audio effects. But then it also has issues with filtering. For example, you have a fucking conversation happening 200 yards away and you can hear <clears> it. <throat> like you're standing next to it. Like there's some errors in that. Spider-Man's got some issues as well, but I think Spider-Man really cribs well from comics and the sound you would expect. Like, when you shoot that web, right. like, it sounds right, you know? Um, so I think Black Ops will win, but I would say, man, like, because I'm even thinking of changing my original answer that I had had. Like, I don't know. I mean, Red Dead's got some, Red Dead's got some insane sound. Hmm. And some of the guns are fucking... Like, yeah. you know, a real gun where you fire a gun and you're like, holy shit. Because yeah. people don't realize when you fire a gun, it's not fucking James Bond. It's like, <laughs> it's a cacophony of sound. It's uncomfortable, right? Until you're accustomed to a weapon, it's very uncomfortable to fire a gun. And I think Red Dead comes really close. Like the first time you smoke out something and you just, boom, and you fire, you're all, fuck, that was loud. You know, it can be really quiet. You'll be out in the woods and you'll, that first time you fire a gun at an animal or something like that. And it's just like, Right. And you can hear that thing echoing off the hills. So it's a tie between those. I think I still haven't made up my full choice. I, I think um, environmentally Red Dead, though, is, is shockingly good. Mm -hmm. We talked about it a little bit earlier, so my answer will probably sh will be short and sweet. But I think Spider-Man, just because I think it's fascinating, the, the, the track of audio for when he's moving and the track of audio for when he's standing still, I think that's a level of detail that was almost unnecessary. Like they could have just been less unnecessary and more so, okay, we, we, we don't need to do this. Right. Like the game was right. fine. I wouldn't say without it, but like it really added to the being Spider-Man feeling uh, when, when the voice acting was still great, even while he was moving and they added some like, you know, like strain, strenuous, I guess, uh, or, or strain rather to his voice. Mm -hmm. I just, I really, really liked them doing that. Obviously, you you tapped in on the intro of the game. I really liked how it kind of nailed the movies. And, and like you said, it, it was just like, I am Spider-Man. So I feel like that's the one that had the best audio design. I don't think Black Ops 4, personally, was that that great in that department. Yep. But um, I only play the multiplayer for that game. So I just have a feeling it'll win just because it's Call of Duty, which right. is why I was given that answer mm -hmm. for what I think will win. I just... I mean, Red Dead could win, but I think a lot of people really put a lot of chops behind uh, any Call of Duty game. Right. Like, oh, I will say with Spider-Man, uh, the number of times I was saved, and, and I bring this up a lot of times when I'm reviewing, but the number of times I was saved via a sound effect out, yeah. off, out, outside the screen was very high. And that's insanely useful for any kind of 3D fighter where... They can come from anywhere, and especially mm -hmm. Spider-Man, which those thugs can fuck off when you're yeah. fighting those thugs, and they're just coming at you. And 
the ability to hear them get up outside of camera range and hear like, a and you're all, oh, okay, he just got up. Like, I know that he, and then you can sort of identify how long it might take for him to get you, and they will attack you from the back. Spider-Man's got the chops when it comes to a lot of its 3D separation and how it handles Yeah, absolutely. All right. <clears throat> Last on the first page of notes I have written down, we have best performance. So let me apologize if I mess up anyone's name well in advance. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Brian Deckard as Connor in Detroit Become Human. Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War. Uh, Melisanthi Mahut as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2. And Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Go for it. You go first. It's either uh, Christopher Judge as Kratos or Yuri as Spider-Man. I just mm. think they both did superb jobs. Not that uh, none of these people did bad jobs. Um, I think it's just easy to mix up. I love this character versus I love this performance. Right. And I feel like as a performance, you know, Kratos has moments like in the opening of the game, this isn't a spoiler, but he, he kind of goes to put his hand on uh, Atreus's back yep. and then like takes it back. And, and you can hear like, weakness Bounds. in his voice for a second and, and then yeah. like he tries to toughen up and he, he gets more assertive and you can hear that from his performance and there's just uh i, I felt like probably if i were to pick anyone it, it would definitely be uh christopher judge's kratos but you know like yuri lowenthal's peter parker he i've said for so long he's got the voice of spider-man and and it was just a match made in heaven and he he nailed it to a t but probably in the terms of of delivering emotions without sometimes saying anything um and and when you know he does say something for example in those boat rides um he's talking with yeah Ed, yeah when and, he's talking and with the head and uh you know some some of his kind of he's humorous in an unintentional way and the audio director knows that and the yeah. writers know that and so it takes a great actor to kind of deliver that satire in a in a way that feels natural to his character so yeah I, I gotta give it to christopher judge i will say i'm blown away um that detroit become human does not include clancy brown who's probably one of the best voice actors ever and he's to me at least arguably better nothing against brian decker but um he's arguably better in detroit by a good margin uh but since he's not in there my answer for sure is chris judge i think that i i like spider-man i thought it was fine roger clark um I thought he was good as Arthur, but I still, I think you and I even disagree on this. I still like John better. I don't remember if you and I have talked about I'm kinda, it. I kind of like him equally, honestly. I, okay. think, I think as a character, like backstory-wise, I like Arthur more. But uh, I think like acting-wise and, and how much I like them, you know, they're, they're even for me. I don't, I don't think even. one's worse than the other. But I think with Chris Judge, the subtlety of like a performance when you're not allowed to say as much as the others, the others can extrapolate. They're allowed to fucking go off. They're allowed to like um, extend whatever they want to say in their, you know, in all these cut scenes. And half of the time, Chris Judge is just like, boy, and that's it, you know. And you have to sort of pick up on subtle sounds. One of the best parts of that game, talked about it in the review, is when something occurs and you're scared, and Chris, or, uh, and, and, um, Kratos is scared of somebody possibly dying or being hurt. Right. And you can hear, all you can hear is breath. And you realize it's him. And this is the first time we've heard his breath. Like, he's actually panic breathing. Versus, so there's, he's not saying, I am worried, or I am sad. 
or I am angry. You actually just hear breathing and you're like, oh shit, like he's in a panic. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear somebody who's in a panic. I think, I think he nails it. He's, he's very good in that. Yeah. So for sure, Chris Judge for me. Nice, nice. Okay. Moving on. What do we got here? Games for Impact. This one will be particularly tough for me because I haven't played any on this list. So we have 11-11 Memories Retold, Celeste, Florence, Life is Strange 2 Episode 1, and The Missing, J.J. Marfield, and The Island of Memories. I have a question for you. I didn't cover this. I I have not covered this um, award because I'm confused by it. So... A thought-provoking game with a profound pro-social meaning. That, I mean, there's thousands of games that you could possibly identify with this. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I'm, I, I've played Life is Strange too, so I know that one. Mm-hmm. I've played a little bit of Eleven Eleven, But I don't really understand why you would say there's anything profoundly pro-social in Life is Strange too. So that confuses me to the point of not understanding if I'm not getting their award right. So do you know... What they, what do you even have an idea of what we're supposed to take from this award? My guess would be a story that moves a you as a person. Feel good story moves you as a person because like there are games with stories that'll make you cry because you're feeling for the characters. But is there a game for impact? Is like is I feel I'm just guessing. Yeah, because right. I don't even know if these games try to deliver on this, but a story that makes you question maybe your own beliefs, how you feel about something, uh, how, how you act in a way. Um, can it impact you in that way? Um, you know, for example, for me, a good a good one is uh, The World Ends With You. I always think of, you know, I think that has one of the mm. most powerful, it, it may be a flawed game in some ways, but it has a very powerful moral message tied to it once you finish it up. And I felt like that was a game for impact. I don't remember it because of its characters or it's, well, some of it, partially because of its characters, but... I don't remember because of its like story more so, but the the delivery of a message at the end of the game where the title made sense, uh, that the goal of the the plot made sense, um, it all kind of comes together. So I feel like that might be what they're aiming for. Yeah, I don't really have an, any. I don't know enough about the other games. Um, I know Life is Strange. I would have to challenge anybody who thought number one that was even a good game, but number two that it had any kind of pro. Social. I mean, it was. It, there wasn't really much that even really occurred in that game, so I don't really have an answer for this particular category because yeah, I don't know any. Okay, good because yeah. I don't know any of the games on there, and I also don't know if I'm missing the entire. And somebody in the chat can certainly you know mm-hmm. post if they if they understand exactly because this could be something that they've explained in the past, uh, maybe in a past game awards that I just missed, but mm-hmm. I don't really. For me, a pro-social meaning. So you were talking about that one game that you liked, and then there's like Oxenfree, which I think is trying to teach you, you know, like you only have right now. Even though the game isn't about you only have right now, it really is trying to say, make good decisions right now. Don't let people go right now because you never know what can happen. Um, right. I don't consider that a pro-social message. So it's it's to me, it's almost like a PC award. <laughs> Could be. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, just don't get it. I don't I don't have yeah. any answer for that one, unfortunately. Same, same, same. Okay. So we'll just move right on. And we'll talk about uh, one that we can't answer, which is best independent game. So we have Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Obra Dinn, and The Messenger. 
I would easily pick the messenger. I, I haven't played any of them. I love the messenger. This was the game I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I said, I'll get to, uh, it's an indie game on my game of the year list. I love its transition between eight bit to 16 bit art style. The writing in the game is fucking hilarious. Um, you know, I guess it's not like the best story in the world, but the gameplay is fun. The boss fights are really challenging, but it, it just always called me back. And it, it is a really, really good indie game. Not like one of the best of all time or anything, but it's it's easily my favorite this year. Granted, uh, upon this list, I have only played Dead Cells, which I thought was great too. Oh, I played Dead Cells. Yeah, I thought that was okay. Yeah. So later. out of all those, I'm, I'm definitely going with the Messenger. Plus, it's, it's soundtrack's cool. Because it also, when you go to 16-bit, or 8-bit to 16-bit, and back also, technically, everything changes. So the enemy design changes, the level changes, the music yeah. changes, your character's model changes. It's crazy to me, and I, I just thought that for an indie team, that was a good way to stand out, but it also high level of detail. It kept levels fresh. Uh, I really liked it. Only issue I really had was how it kind of directed you around the world to collect certain objects for this main story that that could be really tough for players i think return of the obra din uh when i was on the co-optional podcast i think it was dodger who played it and she really thought that was a good game hmm. like a very good game and i got it i bought it on that recommendation and unfortunately just never got a chance to turn it on but that's one of those games where from what i understand you're constantly you're trying to figure out who has done particular things it's like a whodunit almost like a sherlock holmes game that's the one i want to play the most dead souls I have a little bit of experience with Celeste. I don't even know what that is. I have to I have to go look. I just didn't get a chance. Into the Breach, I also don't know what that is. Messenger, I never played. Mm. So that's a hard one for me. All right. No sweat. I mean, if you were to do this list, probably you'd, you'd put Pool Panic here. <laughs> I would put Pool Panic, and I would put The King's Bird. I think The King's Bird's probably one of the best independent games I've ever played in my life. Mm. Um oh. You know, and, and, and of course, not talking about older games like Oxenfree or something, but this year... Um, the King's Bird is uh, unbelievable. Wow. Like, Pool Panic is also unbelievable, but it's more of a game, if that right. makes sense. It's like, more, like, quirky. It, it, yeah, and it's more It's more these are the gamified moments. All King's Bird has you do is fly around, is try to fly through different, like, obstacles in a game world that's unbelievably gorgeous. Hmm. And um, it's one of those titles where when you do well, the sense of satisfaction is almost it's it's almost unexplainable i don't know how to describe it but like because you're flying through this beautiful place it's like ori you played ori right oh, ori in the blind forest I love that game. yeah so it's like ori where you finally get past the water fucking tree level <laughs> oh, yeah where it's like coming right up. and you have that feeling of thank fucking god but you're also like you know that's <laughs> sort of how i that's sort of how i felt um in the king's bird where i like i would it wasn't overly difficult but when you did something really well there was a return on it and uh, it's mm. just fantastic. Love that. Good stuff. All right. So we got next best mobile game: Donut County, Florence, Fortnite, PUBG, and Reigns Game of Thrones. You play any mobile games this year? <laughs> I played a ton, but none of these, dude. Oh, I haven't um, played any. So the I, the I word I heard is that nothing. PUBG Mobile is a fantastic. Didn't you and I talk about this? Like, the rumor is is that the mobile version of PUBG is much better than the original? I hadn't even heard that. So, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, we can't really we, add much to this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, mobile to us, I think, is more along the lines of a Switch, right? Mm. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming they don't yeah, want to put a Switch game. Yeah, I'm in a game on the go. There. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've the games I play are like choose your own adventures and shit on my mobile. Yeah. I'd never try graphically intensive things. I don't even have a game on my phone. The only game on I my don't phone that I was I planning on downloading this year was was fucking Elder Scrolls Blades, and that got delayed. So <laughs> that got delayed today, right? Yeah, that um, got delayed as we record this. So it's like, so I got on my phone right now. I have Hero Clicks. Nope, that's not even a game. That's for my collectible miniatures thing um i have i have two choose your own adventure games really that's it text yeah i love choose your own adventure games I can Same, play dude, the books are out. great yeah that's it man yeah so unfortunately i'm sure those are all good mm-hmm. oh i will say this i played donut county don't understand why it's on the list i will admit that really okay i, I a, saw a little bit of that and um isn't it just like trying to get everything into a specific hole right dude you're making like a donut you nailed it that's the review i'm gonna record you saying that for my review <laughs> just be like you'll just be like sup everybody this is carrick and maddie's gonna take over and you just be like isn't it just trying to get everything into a hole boom done oh, ship it <laughs> ship it done all right we got this one also will be tough for me probably more for you uh best vr slash ar astrobot resume mission or i'm sorry am i saying it Rescue mission. Rescue mission. Yeah, my fucking handwriting, bro. Uh, Beat Saber, Firewall, Zero Hour, Moss, Tetris Effect. First, I have to say, I'm saddened, deeply saddened. Maddie has not got to experience Fallout 4 in VR. But moving on from there. (laughs) I've experienced so so much Fallout 4. I just need a... (laughs) I'll take a break from that one. I want you to play VR because it's... It's not amazing, but when it is, it's mind-altering. Like, it's like you have a lot of bad experiences, then you have that one great one. It's almost like a platform. Like, remember as a kid, you'd buy, like, whether it be a Genesis or what have you, you get a system, and there's not the greatest games, but when you get that one, you're just like, right. oh, my fucking God. Um, for me, it would be Moss, which is a, a like sort of like a, a an action platformer with a mouse as the lead character. It's very well done. Um, I will say that I can make a guess and say there is no chance that any other game other than Astrobot will win. Hmm. And I did not feel that way when I played it. Um, it was a great game, but Beat Saber, I think. Beat Saber, lightsabers, and music. Like Yeah, man. Like, it, oh. it reminds me of like the resurgence of Guitar Hero. Exactly. You know, I, 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 I remember playing Guitar Hero, and then obviously it kind of, I don't want to say it got old, but like it's Guitar Hero. It's not changing. Like How much can you add to that? And I right. thought to myself, how do you, like, even evolve on this? And then you see Beat Saber, and I'm like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's it. And it's lightsabers. Dude, it's almost like uh, when we originally thought Sea of Thieves would be awesome because it was pirates. And, like, so, you, like when you originally saw it, you're like, they're going to succeed. Like, this is obviously going to, to be the most amazing game. And it wasn't. But Beat Saber, I remember Tarmac, the YouTuber, he was all, have you played this? And I'm like, no, it's just a rhythm game. And he's all, he started sending me little snippets of his play and you're just like okay that that looks unbelievable like it looks so much fun and i just mm-hmm. i still haven't really got a chance to jump in yet but everybody i talk to thinks beat saber is one of the best games period and i don't think people realize that game was outselling every other game on steam really not just vr games yes it was the number one selling game on steam for for a while and it's a Good vr for them. game that's huge yeah. because yeah. we haven't seen yeah. that for VR really. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Resident Evil, right? That would be yeah, probably. the only one I think. 
Yeah, so that's that's great news then. That's honestly awesome to hear. Yeah, Beat Saber would probably be my prediction. Um, back to a place where we can probably get more involved. Uh, best action game. We have Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11. I'll go. I'll let you go first. Oh man, you giving me the tough one first. <laughs> um, yeah, out of everything here, uh, I didn't think <laughs> Far Cry Five was that great. I have not played a mm-hmm. lick of Destiny Two. Black Ops Four, I think, is an okay multi. I think it's. I shouldn't say okay. I'm being. I'm being too negative. It's a solid multiplayer game. Uh, Dead Cells has a really good locomotion to it, and Mega Man Eleven, I haven't played. Uh, Jeez, I got to pick between Black Ops 4 and Dead Cells. I, I'm probably going to go... I don't think Black Ops 4 is like a staple best action game, even though it'll probably win it. Actually, no, I think Far Cry 5 might win it, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Dead Cells. Dead Cells is my pick. I I think, you know, procedural generation never clicked well with me. I just highlighted that in my Fallout review, actually. But uh, there's something about Dead Cells and its procedural generation... Um, that works. Something that works. I think it's just because it's like I said, it's it's a it's a locomotive game. It's it's about picking up speed and, and go as fast as you can. Go 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 go. So it doesn't. It's not like you're spending time in these procedurally generated environments and taking in the fact that like okay, like this is you know, this is just randomly placed here. I don't want to say it was thoughtless because I feel like that's uh, insensitive of me and, and and doesn't consider the development side of things. But um, you know, in my games, I'm a big quality over quantity. I'll take a 10-hour experience, very focused, yeah. versus 30 hours of procedurally generated houses that I can explore. Um, yep. I'm looking at you. We happy feel. Um, that, exactly. Thank <laughs> you. That's, that's what I was going to mention if you didn't mention it. Like, yeah. yeah, but, um, yeah, there's something about Dead Cells, and I think it's just its pace, so I'll, I'll pick that. What about you? Well, first of all, I want to ask you, so you're like me where these games aren't on your list. Mm. Is there an action game that you would have liked to have seen? Um, I gotta go through them all in my head now. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, does Dragon Ball Super count as a action game? <laughs> Dragon Ball Super yeah. or not Dragon Ball Fighters? Right? Uh, yeah, I was making that's a joke. in the I list. Was later. A joke. Oh. Honestly, uh, I haven't played it, but I know if I did play it, I'd I'd be more in line to say like something like Yakuza Kiwami Two. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I feel like that would be a pretty easy pick. Yep, that fits, I, like, the, the mold, right, of, like, action, action-adventure. And is not on any of these lists, by the way, which is a, a fucking crying shame. I brought this up originally. I, I can't believe Kiwami 2 is not on... It, it, probably because it's a remake, right? That's mm-hmm. probably why. Um, Shenmue 1 and 2 aren't on the list. That makes sense because they're not really great, and they're older, and they're a little crunchy. They're but a little crunchy is... Uh... <laughs> Is, I'm being it. nice, right? I'm, I'm massaging the word crunchy. And I like yeah. those games, too. And like, yeah, I know I you do. I was like, fucking hell, man. <laughs> yeah. I must have been in some nostalgia, too. Holy shit. And, dude, you and I, people don't realize, not only did we play those games when it came out, but we fucking dug those games. Love them, Like, yeah. it wasn't just like... Uh, and, and it's not like they magically made the controls worse. They were that way. And we, mm-hmm. we just were like, yep, still great. Still awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. On my on this list, I'm going to tell you right now, Far Cry Five shouldn't be on the list. I, I would say Destiny. I, I'm not saying Destiny is going to win. I was just going to bring up that, regardless of any hatred toward Destiny, I think shooting is usually very satisfactory in those games, if not actually quite enjoyable. Like the just the feeling of impact in those games. 
So um, I would say I can see people choosing that. I think Black Ops, to be honest. I mean, Far Cry 5 may, but I don't remember other people's scores compared to mine. I had to wait for a sale on that. I had some Same. issues with the guns, Same. issues with the action. Co-op was fun, but, but I don't think that's a crutch for a game. You know, we talked about this last podcast. Like, is it fun with friends? Anything can be fun with friends. Picking yeah. out human shit out of a gutter can be fun with friends, maybe. <laughs> Far, uh, Far Cry 5, though, um, was a blast in co-op, but it wasn't a blast because the game was good or deserved an award. Yeah. It was a blast because I enjoyed gaming with friends. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Dead Cells, I think, also could win it, right? Because I think of all these games, there's probably a lot of, mo- a lot of like push for, for Dead Cells to win. I could see that winning, actually. You know, that's the thing is I feel like people will look at the list and go, like, oh, Call of Duty, mainstream, probably biggest title there next to Far Cry 5. Yeah, probably right. that. But because of the whole Philip Mewson thing, I feel like Dead Cells just kind of got put on the map with the mainstream and just so many people know about it, so many more people tried it, which, like, I, I made a video talking about kind of, like, how I feel like that kind of – as a developer, I imagine that kind of sucks having that association. Like, Dead Cells, oh, that game. Like, you know, yeah. great game, but, you know, here's here's the situation it's tied to. Um, but I'm sure it, it put it in the minds of a lot more gamers, and in turn, it, it yep. has a chance at some of these awards. So, yeah. Um, let's write down the timestamp. Best action adventure. See, I don't know why. Sometimes the Game Awards always does this, though. They do, like, best action <laughs> game and then best action adventure game. I'm like, motherfucker, yep. what? So, and it was hilarious. This list is completely different. There is not a single fucking carryover. Okay, so we yeah. got AC Odyssey, God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And I almost want to skip this because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, what? All of these are, are open world games except for Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is semi open, kind of hub yeah, based. Yeah, for sure. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. I, I mean, I think all of them could win too, right? Wouldn't mm-hmm. you agree? Like, I mean, maybe Shadow because it didn't. We thought it did well. We had some data that it did well, and then there was other further data that the data we thought it did well was like only a snippet, and maybe it didn't. All this crazy shit. Yeah, I, I still don't even know how Shadow of the Tomb Raider did. Um, overall, I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey could win, and I think I would love to see it win because, dude, it's in the list, yeah, which is incredible. Like, yeah. it, it's in a list with Spider-Man. It's in a list with Red Dead. Like, it's that's a great amazing. game, man, man. It's yeah, it's up there. It's up there. Um, like yeah, I said, so I had fun. my issues, but it's world space and it's interconnection of activities. It's great. Um, for me, though, like my, my way for a sale was like, I think I said $45. Like, it was nothing crazy. Like, you wait yeah, a it was month. Yeah, it wasn't and, half. Yeah. You wait a month, you, you get it, like, yeah. during Black Friday, like that that kind of thing. Um, if I were to, man. See, the, the this is what's tough is because, like, obviously I read that. But, like, you know, I I, I feel like what fits the, the title best is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's, yes, right. I feel like out of all these games here, that's action adventure. Maybe you know what? God of War. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. Yeah, God of War. That's what I'm gonna oh, go God with. Yeah, because like it was, you know, because I just made the same argument for for Tomb Raider. Like it's not open; it's like semi open. And I think God of War is kind of that same way. It's like semi very much so. It's it's constructed yeah. in like little segments, and and like you said, it's one continuous experience. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. God of War for sure. It's a great game. 
That's one I want to go back to because, you know, all these other games stuck with me really well. And then there's God of War, which, like, I, I really like. It's on my Game of the Year list. It's in my top five. But I think the others are just so... I love them so much that it's like God of War, which I like a lot, kind of gets, like, minimalized a bit for yeah, me. Yeah, right. Anyway, let's uh, take a look at one category that just pisses me off, and I'll, I'll explain why in a second. Um, well, I have a question RP- real quick oh, go on. for you. So I apologize. No, you're good. Do you, do you think Shadow of the Tomb Raider has any chance of winning? Here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Darksiders was, I feel, shipped out to die. I also feel Shadow of the Tomb Raider almost felt the same way. It, it was, its like release it date was weird. Yeah, and I personally liked it a lot. I know you didn't like the ending, I think. Was we, right? Did we talk Shadow about this? Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Am I going crazy? I uh, thought for some no, reason you like were the, the one. I the ending of the, the first Tomb Raider. That's what it was, the first Tomb Raider. Oh, reboot. that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, Shadow um, I liked, mostly. Do you think there's any chance of Shadow even... It's being overshadowed. <laughs> Use Quite a horrible pun. Yeah. I mean, do you think there's any chance that wins? Any chance? <sighs> See, the way I kind of gauge in in our little space a, a game's popularity, um, it, obviously we we look at reviews, and then I kind of take a look at social media because everyone's always sharing games and what they're playing. Spider Man literally fucking took over Twitter for like a goddamn month. It did. It was insane. So, it's another way to gauge it. Obviously, in our YouTube space, our Twitch space, we we can see you know who's playing what, what's sticking with gamers the longest. And I felt like with Tomb Raider, I saw like launch week. Yep. Some funny pictures of like the old Tomb Raider model being in these highly detailed cutscenes. Yep. And that was kind of it. You know, it, it wasn't like anyone was highlighting. Like there was, there's one moment in the story. I won't spoil it, but she kind of, you'll know what I'm talking about. She rises from the water, and there's like fire yep. in the background. And I thought that had to be out of all the games I played. This had to be one of the most epic fucking moments yep. in a game. And, and um, like no one talked about that. I, I thought that the game had a lot of good moments, but on the other hand. Yeah, you know, we're talking action adventure. How much action did Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider Very have? little. Yeah, dude, she killed them all in Rise, right? Yeah. Like maybe that, right? Isn't that what happened? All the bad guys died in Rise, so only six fucking dudes were in this. And what's funny is when you get all the combat, and you're like, and you go into the mud, and your face is covered in mud, and you're like, oh yeah, and then you're yeah. at the end of the game before you know it, and you're all, oh, I killed like four dudes. What mm-hmm. the fuck is happening? So I killed more creatures. Yeah. Than people. Yeah, shot right? more animals. Yeah, shot more animals than people. It's a shame. But, um, yeah, in answer to your question, like, I, I kind of, like, want to pull for it as the underdog, and I feel like it fits yeah. the category well, but there's just so much working against it. It's just, I don't think it's realistic. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, this category that really did just bug me, and I'll get into why. Carrick, I think you'll know it once I list the entries. You'll be like, oh, hi. I already know. <laughs> yep. Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, and Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. Oh, and this is for what category? RPG. Best RPG. Best RPG. Eric, why am I mad? I would... If if you're anything like me, first of all, you're mad Monster Hunter's on there. I could be wrong. But I can't... No, I actually wasn't. Okay, I can't figure out... I I mean, rich player customization makes sense in their subtitle, but I never think of role-playing with Monster Hunter. That's the first thing. Mm. Also... 
No, that's that's what I thought you were going to say. Okay. I'll, I'll stick with that. that. Overall, that's what I thought you were going to say. Okay. What, what, what do you have to add? Vampire. Like, like a oh, game. for fuck's sake. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, my God. Why right? is it not on there, Maddie? I have no idea, bro. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, the game that, like, out of all I these never... titles, actually tried to be, like, a choice, oh, consequence, my... RPG. Oh. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is in there. I'm like, okay, that's a that's an RPG. Like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is with this list? Pillars of Eternity 2 is in there, and I'm going to be honest, Vampire is got much more choice. Oh, man, dude. That's a mind. I got to make a note of that because I talked for an hour about this recently and I never even, never even mentioned that. Yeah, dude, Vampire's in my top three, ladies and gentlemen. If you are looking for a good RPG, it's not like the best thing in the world. Um, Really, the ending kind of boils down to four outcomes, but there's a lot of control over how people interact with you, how districts end up. Jonathan how you Reed get to the four. Is, yes, exactly. How, exactly. How you get to the four. And some fans, uh, respectfully so, I totally get why, took issue with it kind of being, uh, you know, basically you can get to the bad ending by killing a lot of people or the good ending by killing no one. It was less yeah. who you killed and how many you killed. Fans took issue with that. Totally get why. Because it's less of significance on your actions. Totally get mm-hmm. it. But for the fucking developer who did this with the publisher they did it with and the budget they did it within, I mean, it is... Oh my gosh! In the combat, underrated. Yep. Just yep. everything about this game is it's. I, I'm adding my fucking own entry of Vampire. Not that anything on this list doesn't deserve to really be there. I have not played Pillars, and I have not played Nino Kuni. Well, fuck, I haven't even played Dragon Quest Eleven, but I've heard a lot of good things about Eleven. I like Monster Underworld a lot. Nino Kuni Two is a JRPG. Um, I just feel like anything with a leveling system kind of got thrown on this list. I think so too. Yeah. Anything with like progression, um, but yeah, so. no. Vampire takes it for me. Like I would, I would say, um, man, yeah, wow. I don't know how, as much as I fucking jack off Vampire, <laughs> I'm blown away that I didn't. I've never even. I I think somebody mentioned it one time, and I I, I it was in the action game discussion or the maybe as action adventure because that's sort of also what it could have been, but um. Goddamn, Vampire's good. So good. Uh, mm. Okay. We got to pick one, though. What you... What I said, almost said what you picking. What are you picking? For for what I... Th- out of this list, what I like the most or what I think will win? Um, Which one? I guess, I, guess, I guess both, right? Like, what... what, what, what first, what, what are you... What are you going to pick out of the one, two, three, four, five selections here? So, my personal choice would be... So I hate the Monster Hunters in this list, but I'll allow it. Uh, I would say Pillars of Eternity 2 and Monster Hunter World are both pretty high on my list for what should win. Mm-hmm. Probably sticking with Pillars because I just... Something about Monster Hunter doesn't feel right in a role-playing. Oh, they include massively multiplayer experiences. That's what, that's what they say in the subtitle. What? Uh, so so oh. this is an MMO game. Okay. Monster Hunter World, then. Okay. Go going by theirs, not yours and mine. You and right. I, if we, we were doing we our own videos. Would, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Monster Hunter World. Hmm. Because that's what I played, by the way. Right. And Pillars. I haven't played the others. See, with these JRPGs, they always have like great stat systems, leveling up systems, usually based off gear, set, accessories, spells, all that stuff. It's it's progressional, but it's not like role playing. 
and nothing. Well, that's the difference, right? It's our, you and I are big fans, I think, of R-O-L-E role as well as R-O-L-L. But I think at some point you need to separate them. Because some of these games, Mm -hmm. like Monster Hunter, there's no R-O-L-E role in Monster Hunter at all. Like, you're all sort of the same. You're the amazing monster hunter. And that's it. And your name is one thing, my name is another. Um, I think that's the big problem with us, is we sort of, these guys at least sort of smashed it all together. See, I would have, like, I love the game, but I would have taken Octopath out of this and tossed in Vampire easily. Um, Me too. Hey, man, I love Obsidian. I haven't even, I'm, I'm, I'm circling all my selections on my paper, by the way, so I can look at the end and see how many, I like, I predict. I'm going Pillars of Eternity, oh. too. Okay. Team Obsidian. Just because, like, I haven't played Dragon Quest. I don't think Monster Hunter is really a uh, an RPG in any sense of how I define one where I would give it an award. I think it's a fantastic game. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I get why some people love it. I put, I think, 75 hours into it or something like that. I really liked it. Uh, Nino Kuni 2 haven't played. Octopath Traveler, kind of run of the middle JRPG. And so that leaves me with Team, uh, Team Obsidian, so... That's yep. what I'm doing. They did a, uh, I think the cool thing about Monster Hunter World, I think you said this, but, um, you know, they finally made Monster Hunter accessible to everybody. Absolutely. So I can see why that's on the list just for the pure accessibility. It's just accessible now. Somebody can look at it and go, I actually know what Monster Hunter is much easier than prior to that. Because even I had an issue. Right. And I played one or two games and I was like, I'm not 100% sure I even know what this is. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Sorry. No problem. Uh, best fighter is next. We have Blay Blue Cross Tag Battle, DB Fighters, Soul Cal 6, and Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition. Dude. Dude. <laughs> it's so one-sided for me. Dragon, Dragon Ball is so much better than the rest of the games, in my personal opinion, that I don't, I couldn't even understand how they got on there. I would rather choose independent titles. And I didn't like Soul Calibur. I finally played it. Really? Okay. And I know you did. Um, I I think it was a little bit too, whatever. It, it didn't look the greatest, I think, graphically. I was hoping it looked a little better. But Dragon Ball looks good. Uh, new people can play it. Uh, people who are really good can play it. I don't know the online system and where it is now. You usually know that better than me. So I, I can't tell you, like, if a new person can jump into online and wouldn't feel terrible. It'll be really, it'll be, it's really tough because, like, uh, all right, so when they re-released Dragon Ball Fighters for the Switch, I actually I wanted it for my Switch, but I was also curious, like, okay, what is it like for a newcomer? And sadly, I had to be that guy who came in who I have, like, hundreds of matches played on Dragon Ball Fighters on my PS4. But on my Switch, uh, I'm zero and zero. So, like, I'm going in with people who are brand new, or at least I assumed. I'm, like, thinking, are other people picking up the game? What's the low level player like? And uh, like, yeah. it's it's you can still enter and um and learn the game with people of your skill level. It's once you get to a certain point in the the matchmaking cycle for that game that they kind of start like throwing you in because it's all based off BP battle points, and you'll start matching up. It's like once you hit the three hundred thousands, like you'll just start getting matched up with people in like the five hundred, six hundred thousand, then and then your BP and like. Like, the BP levels that you're close with, like, are, are noticeably more intense matches compared to sometimes, like, the, the people who are in the 500,000s are just, like, you know, way better than you. Um, yeah. There's, like, a big difference in skill, which is, for me, why 
um there's a trophy tied to the 520,000 bp rank and like i remember i was like highest of like 509k i'm like oh i'm gonna get this and it's just like in that 500,000 range it's fucking grindy because it's like everyone's oh, kind of, it's it's hard to match up with your skill level so initially yeah you play usually people of the same skill level um my pick obviously right there with you dragon ball fighters it's not even close uh i thought Sil cal was okay i am not good at street fighter at all nor do i have any interest in it so i can't really comment on that in blay blue i i've there are a few games that disappointed me more in that game um i get if you like it i think it's just nice fan service and i expected like a more deep fighter and it, it just felt very button mashy and i i did not like that at all just a lot of I like... combos I, I, the re, another reason why I think Dragon Ball probably for me worked is because the last one I reviewed was one of my popular reviews where it was 3D Worlds. I can't remember which one it was, but it was like a 360 game. It was like probably Ultimate Tenkaichi or something like that. Yeah, or something like that. And I remember that one was awful. <laughs> I remember. Well, no, this one I liked, so I don't remember. And it was it got really good reviews. I can't remember. What oh, oh, Battle Z. Yeah, Battle Z. I, I think it was Battle Z. And what where you oh, could wait, like? Wait, wait, wait! Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm thinking so far back. Oh my god, Xenoverse, Jesus. Xenoverse, thank you. Yeah, that geez, is what I'm, it is. I'm Xenoverse. So I'm back. always fucked up with my names on this. So there's too many Z's. So, um, I, I was surprised by fighters because I didn't know how I was going to like switching back to the 2D plane. To be honest, I, I was uh, I was I unsure that. of like you know you go 2D 3D. Even Street Fighter tried 3D, didn't work out. For them so it's like you, there's this huge right. leap of like how is it going to work and i think um dragon ball fighters dude it was it, ignoring the story which oh, um <laughs> or at least i hated ooh ah you know having to hit the a button to skip through everybody's narrative the actual gameplay in that is fucking fun mm -hmm. like it is fun to me and i think that the others soul caliber was fun i'll give it that i never tried blaze blue I thought it did really well, though. It plays Pro blue. Probably. It, I mean, it had Persona in it. It had Ruby in it. It had... Um... Oh my God. What did you feel, then, when you said Shallow? You just felt like they didn't mix in enough of the personality of the other of every show? No, they did a really good job with that. There's a lot of personality ingrained in the game. It was more so... I have... And this is going to sound stupid for a second, so hear me out, because... Dragon Ball Fighters has auto combos, but I <clears throat> do not like this wave of games, including auto combos. It's actually one of the reasons I do appreciate NetherRealm games because it's not yeah, like right. you can just mash square and put something together. And yes, if you are good at the game, you can absolutely take down Stop anyone who, who, who tries to auto combo you. Um, it's just, I, I kind of miss, maybe this is old school of me, so you let me know, be real with me. I just miss fighters that were like okay you may suck at first but fucking learn the game and i promise you you will not be that bad but instead we're substituting that with auto combos uh you got soul cal 6 with this move that lets you like clash with people by hitting r1 instead of blocking mm -hmm. you hit r1 and you you clash and it's a rock paper scissors battle which adds a little bit of tension at times but most times it's like jesus christ i i can't get the ball rolling here because they're trying to even the playing field and obviously anyone with a high skill level knows how to abuse what is supposed to be a a mechanic for a lower level player um and i'm not specifically talking about that when it comes to or i'm not specifically talking about the, the i can't think of the name right now but the the clash mechanic in it Soul is Cal, i think but, it is the clash mechanic isn't it because i yeah. just played that i'm i'm almost sure that's what it's called 
All right, so maybe that's what it is. But it's just, for me, I, I, I miss just picking up the fighter, you know, learning the characters, going into training mode, you know, maybe some arcade mode to, to learn some of the, the combo modes for them and, and fill yourself in on the, the character and, and then kind of going online and duking it out there. But uh, Blaze Blue kind of just, like, punctuates, like, okay, it's, it's personality first, which is fine. It does a good job with that. And um, it, it not that it's a fighter second, but it just so many auto combos and and like it's not like dragon ball where it's like okay you can mash square but or you can go square square low triangle mid triangle jump triangle down heavy and like get like a 16 hit combo on your opponent if you keep mixing it up where it encourages you to think about what you're inputting um so with blay blue it's more of a uh square square triangle triangle and then like circle, circle, you know, like I'm saying, it's, it's very yeah. simplistic in nature. Um, that doesn't change that. You know, if you're good at fighting games, you'll, you'll be good at play blue and you'll beat someone who's bad at fighting games. That's, that's always tried and true of a fighter game, but it's just, I, I, I am not a fan of just like trying to make it super accessible at, at, while sacrificing what the title is supposed to be, which is a fighter. Dude, I still think that they're making them super accessible like that, even Dragon Ball. I, I feel that the auto combo system is in place of uh, meat that they need to put into the games that they don't want to, which is why I think Injustice worked, because the meat was the story and the mode and the desire for you to continue th- playing through. There wasn't an auto comp. There wasn't a need for people to feel good right away. It was like, oh, you can get good as you continually play. But yeah, I think with like enough single player content, yeah, because there was enough content and meat. And I think for me, the auto, the auto combo is there because these companies aren't putting that other stuff. And they're like, oh, okay, this person wants to jump in right away. We're going to have an auto combo instead of this person wants to jump in right away. We're going to have these cool ladder matches or fucking towers in Mortal Kombat where like remember you'd mm-hmm. fight the you know the tiers and it worked. I mean, they do have that, but it's it's in a desire to be accessible to everybody that it's like, there's so many options that sometimes you realize there isn't a lot of meat. It's just, yeah. Oh, you can do this. And or, Dragon Ball oh, fighters is guilty of being a little thin on content, but they, they actually just added in, in a patch this week, um, a new tournament mode. And it's like 70 different types of tournaments and, and they all have like cool. different, um, what's the word I'm looking for. There's a, a more sophisticated word of saying it, but um, pretty much like there are different restrictions, restrictions, or... I guess. But yeah, like, you know, all oh, team Yamcha's or, or like low health okay, or gotcha. fast movement, yeah. something like that. Um, kind of taking a page from the Soul Cal book with the story mode where, yeah. um, you know, some levels are icy. So your, your characters just glide everywhere and stuff along those lines. So, yeah, for me, Dragon Ball Fighters, though, for sure. Circle that bad boy. Um, okay, we got ourselves... Best family game. As family men, I'm sure we can really hash this one out. Mario, or <clears throat> Mario Tennis, wait, Mario, Mario, sorry. Mario Tennis Aces. My girlfriend says Mario, and it fucks me up because So I, does mine. Yeah, so I'm just like, Mario, nope, <laughs> Mario. Uh, Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink Battle for Atlas, and Super Mario Party. Dude, like, this is not my field. I would say, <laughs> and I've played three of these. I would say Starlink, um, Battle for Atlas should not win anything. And if anybody doesn't agree with me, I don't know. I, I, I'm super, Dude, that game is as mediocre as humanly possible. Uh, it should just be called average. Um, I would say probably Super Mario Party will win. 
Wouldn't you? Because that seemed to gather the most. Maybe Overcooked. Overcooked gathered some whatever yeah, PR. I, I haven't played Super Mario Party. I want to, but um, mm-hmm. I play Tennis Aces a lot. And that really got my friends and I around the TV playing against each other in tournaments. Got my family. Um, but I played Overcooked too with my girlfriend, and, and that was so much fun. Uh, especially because yeah, we were really competing in it, and she's a very competitive person. So I felt that kind of brought out a really funny side here. Um, I, I would probably go with Mar- Mario Tennis, though. I, I feel like that one, that literally brought my family together who never plays fucking games. And that, that brought my friends together who, you know, we're usually like, all right, we'll, we'll see you online. Um, oh, gotcha. So I'm going to go with Mario, personally. Mario Tennis Aces, rather. Are you going with anything on this list, or are you just like, nope, not me? Like I said, I think the only one I can really come up with would be like Overcooked or Mario or Super Mario Party, just from what I've heard. Okay. Overcooked too, a lot of people like. I know that for a fact. But I, yeah. I, I would just assume the one that will win is Super Mario Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just because I think that's what I've heard. You know, I've like I've heard that name more than the others. If that makes sense, right? Like, right. As something people are enjoying. Gotcha. Okay, uh, last one on the second page. We're nearing the end here. Best strategy game. So I haven't played any of these. This might be more of your field because I believe you reviewed some of these. Yeah, reviewed. Banner Saga 3, Battletech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, and Valkyria Chronicles 4. You haven't played Valkyria Chronicles, huh? I thought that would be I up your alley. F- I played the first, like the remaster of the first one. It absolutely is up my alley. I got offered a review code and then I was... What was I busy reviewing? Or I think I was busy reviewing Assassin's Creed because this is a game that came out in October, right? Or, yeah, it was actually because you was... you and I talked on DMs and you were like, "Yeah, dude, they sent me one, but I just don't have the ability." Because I was telling yeah. you, people on my Discord were saying it was like really good. And it's like, apparently very good, and I, I really do want to get around to playing it. But have you have you played any of these? Yeah, I've played three of them: Frostpunk, BattleTech, um, and uh, the Banner Saga, and with. No hesitation, Banner Saga 3. Holy right. shit. I've heard My really favorite good Banner Saga, Austin Wintry's uh, soundtrack. Frostpunk was cool, but I found that everybody I talked to made the same choices. So it, it pretends to have a ton of choice, but then everybody you talk to does the same things because the rewards are usually in line with what you need to do. So it's right. almost like saying, if you want to walk to work, you can, but you can also drive and you need to be there in 12 minutes. And you're all, well, okay. I guess I'm driving. Like, it's sort of like some of those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Now, admittedly, some of the decisions in Frostpunk are hilarious, like burning old people for fuel. That cracks me the fuck up because it's very, it's very dark, (laughs) dude. That's crazy. I've never child slavery, fucking burning old people for fuel. All these crazy things. But yeah, I gotta look this up. That sounds weird. You might like it actually. Banner Saga three though. Um, Console, PC doesn't matter. Switch, like turn-based, fairly simple game with one mechanic, only one real mechanic that adjusts things, which I really liked. So it was more about, like, where I lined people up and, mm. and how I went about attacking people, and then you have this ability to sort of overpower your attacks. Um, yeah, Banner Saga, without a shadow of a doubt. Game is good. Banner Saga is on Switch? Yeah, Banner Saga 3 is on Switch, PC, and PS4. Holy crap, Banner Saga Trilogy is on the Switch. What the f- Yep. And you can get, yeah, I was going to say, you can get the trilogy for very cheap, from what I understand. Or, or at least. Yeah, $50 yeah. for all three games. <clears throat> it's available now. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, I did the review like two, three months ago. It's a very good game. 
but you're talking wow. si- you you well you're you you said you're not going to do a shit ton of reviews this this month it would be a good game for that let me tell you because the cool thing about that game is you can walk away from it like wow. you can walk away from it and come back without like losing wow. your ability to play <laughs> i really want to go out and buy that right now <laughs> holy yeah fuck. it's awesome because my friend awesome, benny man. has been really talking it up because he just finished the second one oh uh, did he how, yeah. how long He'll are love- these games that's the thing. Uh, anywhere from, depending on the difficulty, 8 to 12, and then it can be a little longer. It can be, uh, I don't think any shorter, but about 8 to 12 and then up to 16, just depending on what you do. Right. But the cool thing about it is, dude, the, like your main character can die. I mean, big mm. shit can happen in the story. Big characters can, can do stuff, and it'll have that moment where you see a choice. And I've said this before in reviews, and Vampire in particular, you know, the best Which is also to me, coming to Switch which is also coming to Switch, cannot believe that technically. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that's um, going to be a mess. <laughs> dude, it's going to be a mess. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But what choice do you make when every choice hurts, as Stephen King once wrote? And that's what happens in Banner Saga. You're sitting there going, fuck, are you kidding me? About every 45 minutes. And it's not where you're like, they're forcing me. It's where the attrition of what's going on in the game world just has this shit happen. Like, you never go... I'm being forced to make a choice between blah, 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 and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Instead, you really are just because the overarching narrative is so fucking dark. I mean, it is dark as hell. So you got to wow. gotta make sure you're taking some taking some uppers while you're playing that because it can depress you, dude. Wow. Okay. You'll like it. You should check it out. I absolutely will. Or absolutely. borrow it from Benny, maybe. Yeah. All right. Banner Saga 3 is the selection. All right, we're we're nearing the end here. Uh, oh, this is always fun. The diet Carrick, I can already make the selection for you. Yeah, on this one. Yeah, best sports slash racing: FIFA nineteen, Forza Horizon four, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA two K nineteen, Pez twenty nineteen. What's your selection? <laughs> First of all, can I say this shows you how brain dead these guys are? That FIFA nineteen's on here. That NBA two K nineteen. Actually, I think that one improved on two K eighteen. But I'm blown away. FIFA. I'm just on happy there. NHL is not on there because NHL. Dude, it's a is casino though. Fifteen a is a casino. FIFA is a casino. That's all it is. It's just yeah. for microtransactions. Mm-hmm. It's a front end for for them to get you to pay. But yeah, Forza. Yeah. Like with that. Absolutely. I'm, you I, really got to play that, dude. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even played it. And I'm circling it because it's like, dude. You know, Mario Tennis Ace is good time, but like, for, now that they did sports slash racing, it's like, okay, Forza. <laughs> hey, on Mario, can you play? Four player or is that two player? Is it? Can you double up? Yeah, you can, you can play, play doubles. You can play four, so you can have like someone in the front, someone in the back, someone in the front, someone in the yep. back on both okay, sides, and, cool. and you and your friends can all play against each other. It gets a little crowded, but um, right. Actually, can't can't be as crowded as Smash is going to be. You know what? <laughs> Hold on. Now I might have just imagined that in my head because I've only played one on one. Hmm. I might be wrong on that. I might be wrong on that. I don't want to say that for sure. All right. <clears throat> That's our best sports slash racing game. And then we've got, what do we have here? Best multiplayer game. Black Ops 4, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, and Sea of Thieves. Wow. Sea of Thieves making an appearance in the late game. Fuck. I'm probably going to go with Monster Hunter World. That's just a... Uh... It's about the only game on that list that, uh, you, you know, I, I actually, I should rather tell that with a story. I remember 
the first time I booted up Monster Hunter World, and you're in that first like biome, and yep. uh, you're discovering the world, you're, you're tracking down your first monster, and it would like hit you that wow, anything can happen, and not only is there's like dynamic nature to the game, but you can experience that with friends. So when we're all yep. looking for this low level first boss of the game, and then we turn the corner, and there's like a Anjanath just standing there. And we're like, yep. oh, fuck. And like, we were like, oh, it didn't see us. So let's just run the other way. And like, I look, I rotate the camera, and there he is, like, just running yeah. right behind us. It was something out of a fucking movie. It was, it was incredible. And that's like my favorite moment from that game. And um, the fun just kind of continued on where that, that had to be probably my favorite multiplayer game of the year. It's hilarious, though, that, you know, if Bethesda didn't botch a launch, they, they could be in a lot of these yep. categories, like multiplayer for sure. That's, you know, it's crazy that Fallout's that bad, right? That, like, a multiplayer game from a AAA developer didn't make it onto the best multiplayer game list. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, it's crazy. What, um, what would you pick? Uh, so, Monster Hunter World, I also have a story. We were playing, and to me, the best part of Monster Hunter is actually the interaction of the monsters without you, or at least if, if, if oh, you, yeah. like, are there, and that we were, there was an Anjanath, and then the flying dragon one. I can't remember his name. He was kicking our ass. Ragashi or something like that. He was kicking our ass, the Anjanath was, and we were running, and we ran around the corner, and there's this one, like, area that goes up, and there's a big nest, and it was there, and it flew down and killed it for us, and we were just like, yes like it was that moment where and then we started doing that all the time we were like oh shit let's lead him over and then you know even in single player when i was playing on my own and doing the review it was like you could start doing all these cool interactions where like if you weren't prepared to fight a bad guy and the bad guy was there you could say oh i'm gonna rush him back i'm gonna lead him back to this other bad guy Mm -hmm. get them fighting then run off right because sometimes trying to run from one of those fuckers is actually hard because your stamina. And yeah. me, I'm bad with, I, like, I'm always wearing the heaviest shit. Like, that was just sort of the way I played. Mm. What did you, uh, what weapons did you use? What were lance. you? No shit. So I just stabbed. That's boom, too hard for me. Stab, slash, boom. It, it just it too felt hard so for fun. Uh, that oh, gotcha. or, I, I remember using the daggers a lot, obviously, because mm-hmm. um, there were specific names for them. So I apologize to the uh, Monster Hunter community uh as i i proceed to botch them but there was like this one sword that was more like a samurai blade and, and you had some my friend always described it as you could do anime moves <laughs> yeah he wasn't wrong because it was it was actually like very stylistic it was and, and the, the animation was smooth um it was really cool there was some type of dual blade or it might have been the daggers and in yeah, monster daggers. hunter world there was uh we were hunting the uh man weird i'm just going off with these terms right now this electric unicorn i think it was called a kirin or a kirjin <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> the creature you're talking about <laughs> and we were i started sliding down a hill and the things like at the base of the hill i'm like oh fuck i'm going like head first into this very hard creature to kill by the way and i lock onto it and i jump and i'm like well it's a video game and i hit the attack button and my character does this like spinning yes wheel attack and i just run up the whole body and like broke off its tail at the end uh, the game is just loaded with moments like that where i was like what the fuck did i just do or that uh, first time you grab onto one oh and my god you're like you're on top of them and then like if you have a friend there i was a big hammer fan because when you're by yourself uh, some of the enemies can definitely be hard and so it's Absolutely. like the hammer the one thing the hammer did was it would stun them easier and then you could you know you could sort of like 
heal up or what have you. And um, I, I always bounced around weapons for the test, but I always came back to the hammer because I would knock them out and my friends, I would get up on top of it, whack it. Because the one thing I had a problem with was the puffer fish bat, the bat guy. He, was, he looks like a bat. He's in the purple lands. I think he's the third lands oh, you go to. Oh, jeez. And they go like, Shh, and then he's like, Bleh! and he, he does the sonic attack, mm-hmm. and he can puff up like a puffer fish. And my friends and I would gather around, and he had a lot of cool attacks that just for whatever reason I wasn't the best at timing. And I remember like the first time leaping on the back of those different creatures and just being like, this is the shit. Some of those creatures yeah. also very lifelike. It was very impressive for a mm. multiplayer game, kind of unlike anything we've seen before. And like you said, you, you you couple that in with like the interactions that they'd have. Like sometimes they'd they'd fight each other, or at times they they'd interact yeah. and and kind of look like a family. And you're like, do I really like want to disturb what this family is doing for this yeah. hunt, or do I leave and come back later? That that type of stuff, man. It's just astounding that they managed to accomplish that. Uh, I would say I do want to give a shout-out to Sea of Thieves, even though I'm not a fan um, right now from what Silver, one of my podcasters, told me about. They've added uh, NPC battles, which was, in my review, one of the big negatives I had for that game, was mm-hmm. there were no no person versus NPC ship battles at all. They didn't even occur. And from what I understand, that's added, um, and a bunch of other content is added. So to me... Sea of Thieves, despite you and I not being in love with it, we already know that it did them insanely good business. Like, Game Pass has right. been quite quite open about how successful Sea of Thieves is. So, I will say, I could see that winning. Because you and I have right. an echo chamber of ourselves and then our fans who all know what we think about it. But I, there's a contingent out there, obviously, who are huge Sea of Thieves fans. So, I could see that, that winning. Uh, see, I always... I'm curious to get people's thoughts on this. Do you think it's going to be like that with Fallout? Because that's one I'm very unsure of, and I can't hear enough opinions about, like, do you think it's going to bounce back? If so, is it going to be like a Sea of Thieves bounce back? Is it going to be like an Elder Scrolls Online bounce back? It's something I always endlessly wonder since it launched. I'm like, man, you know, obviously they're going to try to bounce back. How do they do it? Because they're like, millions of people are playing and sharing their experience. You know, I think Bethesda wrote that in their recent patch update. Like, millions of players... It's like, okay, obviously a lot of people bought it. Are a lot of people playing it? You know, and if so, is it is it like Sea of Thieves where, where people are just going to stick with it? And, and there's us on the – me on the outside, rather, I should say, because you got informed. But me on the outside who hasn't heard word of Sea of Thieves or any crazy updates that have come out. But yet you're telling me here, like, yeah, they've had NPC battles. They've had this, this, that. And it's, it's turning more into the game that people wanted it to be. Wanted Here's the problem, though, Maddie. I don't know, and this is something you would have to answer because you spent way more time in Fallout 76 than I did. I spent about <laughs> nice, four fucking like, total hours, and I never want to go back. Yeah, nice 70 um, to 80 hours for me if you include the beta. Nice <laughs> 70 to 80. So the difference I can say that I am hearing from people is that when Sea of Thieves came out, there was no mechanical problems, as in mm. the gameplay-wise and how it all worked, there were no real issues there. It was content. The difference that I am reading even in your Discord from, I would consider, some pretty diehard Bethesda fans, is that there are some <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> very, very basic problems in that game. Yeah. It, low level, how the fuck do we fix it without without this, you know, huge mushroom effect of everything the whole else. game, right? Right, right. And, I, you know, I, I know, especially your channel, you started 
you know, and a lot of the people are Bethesda fans. Um, so it's difficult mm -hmm. to admit it, but I think that at its core, it has more fundamental problems with its game yeah. mechanics than a Sea of Thieves or even, yes, I'm going to say this, a No Man's Sky. I think No Man's Sky didn't deliver, but it didn't have the core problems yeah. that we're seeing a lot of people talk about. With See, Thieves. that's the thing is because I don't want to get too wrapped up in myself and how I think, because I completely agree. I think, you know, a lot of people have hit on the, the bugs, the glitches, and I, I made sure in my review to go in on that. But I was also like a big part of the issue with Fallout 76 is like, hey, this game's storytelling is not good. You can't just patch that. You know, the, yeah. the, the gunplay is very clunky. You can't just patch that. Um, the writing is not that great. You can't patch that. And so that's why I like to ask people, I'm like, do you think it bounces back? And if so, how? Right? And it's like, do they take a Far Harbor approach? Like, where Fallout yeah. 4 was, you know, okay. That's a know, good point. You know, it wasn't a role-playing game, so they, they literally take mm -hmm. all the feedback and say, like, here you go. Here's a new location, and it includes the stuff you asked for, and there was more role-playing elements, and there were factions, and there was choice and consequence. Yeah, I, like, the Far Harbor is a really good example of a game that turned itself around, because I think a lot of people weren't fans of Fallout 4, but were great fans of Far Harbor. Absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I, I just knowing... So. I was going to say, I think even yourself, the level of Far Harbor is a pretty big jump between like what you felt in Fallout 4. I, I, I certainly think it could come back. I do believe, though, that um, all the other stuff has become such an issue. So the people I talk to don't follow you, don't follow me. Mm -hmm. um, they're sort of a separate life I lead doing some other stuff. And those people do not like Fallout 76. Right. As gamers. So these are generic gamers, I would consider, the most of them. They're like, they'll like what's good or what is perceived as good. So maybe a Fortnite or something like that. Um, but even they feel that, uh, like the one guy who told, I just was teaching him, and he was like, dude, there's few games in the world so basic as Fallout 76. Mm -hmm. Like he was like, it is. it feels like a skeleton. There's almost nothing there. It feels like skeleton story-wise. Feels like a skeleton overall mechanics-wise. They love the perks, by the way. Perks Everybody I know, I think whether there's, like, Grim in, in your Discord, <laughs> yeah, whether he, he wants them list. fixed, he made a whole tier list and he wants stuff fixed, but I think the big thing is their perks. I think, dude, I think the perks, it lit people on fire mentally. Like, Grim was coming up with perks. He's like, dude, I have a perk that does this and a perk that, and call it this. That, to me, is where Bethesda has a lot of strength and can, can fix if they can get somehow those people with those good ideas and tell the developers to create them yeah and i don't know if that can happen i'm infinitely curious about this second life you lead <laughs> oh well I, I i've pretty much told you know i told you a lot of it but a lot of it's either volunteer teaching and um right, a lot right. of it's with youth and so you know and then a lot of my friends just because i joke i think i've you know i get people who are younger and whatever reason, they don't follow you and I. Like, you and I, like, you put out a video, you have this group, and then some people see it and will never subscribe. There's another group out there that, for example, I, I stated this in your Discord yesterday, there's a lot of people out there that have no issues with microtransactions. They don't find them predatory. Oh, yeah. They choose when to purchase them. They're not like your friend on the fucking golf course. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember? <laughs> Oh, your yeah. friend can is I like, buy, Dad, can I buy can the I... NBA or whatever? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm just sitting there so, trying to tee off, like bite my tongue, like, don't say it, dude. That was an awesome story, though, and but <laughs> that story highlights it highlights the difference between 
um, people who are like almost mired in it and, and holding on to every problem and the people who are just sort of touching it whenever something interests them. Mm. They're just like, NBA interests me. Not that that was a good decision on that person's point at all, no. but I just mean um, there, there's so many different experience levels and, and heightened. Right now there's a heightened scrutiny that I think some people don't feel, but strangely enough, even the people without heightened scrutiny are not huge fans of Fallout 76's current, you know, current mode. I think that's because also a lot of them were Fallout 4 fans. Like, they were okay with it. Where, like, you and I saw some issues that we wanted more diehard, some some, some stuff there that we would have, like, switched. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, that's why it's the number one selling Fallout, because I think a lot of people were just like, it's a Fallout, it looks fun, it's post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, 76 isn't hitting that, unfortunately. Yeah. So... Be curious to see the official sales numbers for that, but anyway, I just had to. Do you think we'll see him? Uh, probably not, because <laughs> we're sitting here talking about Tomb Raider. Oh, what the fuck happened with that? And it's like we still don't know, and it's like with Fallout. I, I, I think. You don't think Bethesda will? Um... If they're good enough, like, but I'm sure Bethesda will tout them because they. It usually comes out in interviews. Like I remember Fallout Four, people were like. Yeah, That's you know, what I was the game performed well, but like it sucks. And then Bethesda came out and was like, "Yeah, we sold over twenty-five million copies, and it's our best-selling game we've ever made." And it's like, gotcha. it's like, all right. <laughs> and that was years after, though. That was years after. So, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So we didn't know then mm-hmm. for at least a year. We just knew really. Fallout Four like beat out Call of Duty that when it I launched, remember that. and and that was kind of it. That was kind of its gauging of success. Like, whoa, it, oh, okay, it, it beat it. Oh, and I think I heard twelve million in its first week. Something bonkers. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Something. That's like insane. That. That's insane. Something <laughs> gotcha. like that. Cool. Like it, it was. Cool. It was crazy. So, yeah, Fallout Four did really well. Uh, next, this one. This one. I. I uh, we can skip best. Student yeah, I was going to say let's skip best student know. game because I don't know any of these, and in my opinion, you're all winners because you're the future of the industry. So go all of you. Um. Best indie debut: Donut yeah. County, Florence, Moss, The Messenger, Yoku's Island Express. So, uh, for those wondering the difference between best independent and best indie debut, this is like the indie studio's first game versus the best independent game that dropped that year. Um, so, for me, naturally, it's going to be The Messenger. Great game. I would say for me, just because I talked to you, it would be The Messenger. I think Moss is really good, but it's a VR mm-hmm. game, which you know, unfortunately. Hard, hard uh, to... it, it, yeah, and they're never full games. Even Moss isn't full. I, I don't know how to describe it other than Resident Evil and a couple others. They're not a. They're always an experience, and mm-hmm. after a couple hours, you're sort of done. Um, Messenger does not seem like that, so I'll go with Messenger as well. Awesome, awesome. Welcome to the Messenger bandwagon. Um, now we've got best esports: <laughs> CS:GO, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. Man, this is our last topic, or this is our last selection, Carrick, and it's one that I know next to nothing on. But yeah, I mean, Fortnite, my, right? Like, that's... Yeah, right, my heart wants to pick Overwatch, because I love Overwatch, but, you know... Oh, Overwatch, right, 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 right. But, I, but like, like, obviously, League of Legends is a, a, a titan, Fortnite is a titan. I mean, these are all the... The biggest GS Go is a type. Yeah, I was going to say these are the biggest multiplayer games in the, in the industry. So it's like I feel any of them could be a winner, and I don't track the esports realm tight enough to be like, okay, like this is yeah. the one that's got the edge. And in fact, 
with Fortnite, I thought it was more so like a bunch of people get together and have fun and play for money. That's kind of what I've seen is like, you know, I'm, cause I'm friends with some influencers who cover primarily Fortnite content. And I usually see them all like teaming up with a celebrity and then they go and try to play for money. And, right. and you know, some of it goes to charity and all that stuff. That's what I've seen with Fortnite. I, I didn't know it had like a competitive, like team versus team Element versus team it. versus team. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. And I, I knew there were people who like built very fast and, and were filthy at the game. I, I knew that was a thing, but um, I wasn't aware it was like an e-sport, you know? I guess it ain't filthy. popular enough. Filthy, meaning awesome? Filthy, meaning awesome, yes. That's that's funny. I've never heard it used like that. That's cool. uh, it's probably, a New <laughs> York, probably a New Yorker thing. <laughs> I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. Yeah, um, Yeah, I would agree. Like for, I mean, I think Overwatch, because I've played Overwatch, and I even I liked it, but I even worried that it wouldn't last because at the time it was sort of generic. Um, I think they've, in some way, I don't know how, I think they've sort of, they really just made that game a big deal. So I would hope Overwatch would win, because CSGO, Ancient, don't care, mm-hmm. Dota 2, League of Legends, Fortnite, or Overwatch? And Fortnite, I think, probably is going to win, just because I think it's number one back again on Twitch right now. Like Insane, dude. Yeah, it's it, yeah. Their success is it's un. I don't. It's it's just unreal. Yeah, so much money there. But uh, that's all our predictions and uh, what we want to have win in the game awards. Obviously, there are still like there's esports player of the year. There's there's content creator of the year, whatever. But um, I figured most people want to hear us talk about games, not <laughs> you know people, and we're not well versed in esports. So yeah, not at all. I was gonna think, are there any? Um... Are there any, like, categories you would like to have seen? Uh, other than games, we know some games we would like to have seen. Vampire, I think, regardless of how well it did, uh, technically, it was good enough that it could have probably been in the role-playing. Hmm. Um, is there any that you can think of that, like... Like, I, I, sort of, I, I sort of think it would be cool to have a best sequel, but that's just... I don't know yeah. why. I, I think... I think... Like, you know, because they, they take this chance to shine the light on the people behind um, some game. of this stuff. And so, like, we see best esports player, best esports coach, best content creator. They need to have uh, best dev. Yeah, I'd love to see, like, a best a best dev. Um, however, I've, I've noticed, though, I mean, we, we've talked about this. Actually, I'll get into that in a second. I'd also like to see kind of, like, a, a best upcoming creator because um, they sure. do trending gamer. Which I think, yeah, I get it. Pick the popular ones, but it would be really interesting to see if they kind of shine the light on someone who has like 10k subs and very original content, yep. and kind of yep. gave them like a, a boost, right? Yeah, uh, I yeah. think I think that's a, a small thing that would be really great for a lot of people because people always complain about like growth, and there's one solution, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Just to get more people looking for smaller creators too. Anyway, um, what was I about to talk about? Uh, I held my thought for that thought, and what we were just talking about: should there be a best dev award? Best dev, right, right, right. And so, where I kind of stand on that is like a lot of developers often go like, "Well, it's it's the team." So I feel like yeah. that should be a focal point. But I'd love to see yeah. somehow uh, a way to highlight the developers. You know, not just their games, but the people who work on them. Take this as an opportunity to humanize that because, you know, it'll never be perfect, of course, but there are the people 
who you know leave their hurtful comments and some of these you know these developers are people and i think a lot of people forget that and and just kind of post senseless mean shit about their work without considering you know there are people on the other end who worked very hard on things and um you know you can be stern and critical without being a douche right so i'd love for them to find a way without making it like you know uh, for example, uh, Corey Barlog of you know of of Sony Santa Monica for best dev of the year. I feel like that just kind of puts certain developers on a pedestal rather than yeah. Celebrating yeah it'd be teams. better if it was the team. Yeah, yeah. like best developer, uh, I, like studio wise. Studio. I think that that makes a good best publisher. I think that that yeah. um, is a good point, especially when you look at for right now they do best music and then they always just put the one composer. Well, guess what? There's 8,000 people who played instruments on that fucking thing. There's 1,000 people who figure out where to put the audio. We've had, I've had people from Pillars of Eternity, the, the main person who does, Josh Sawyer, who does the music. And he's like, it's not just one fucking person. I mean, he's like, I do, he, probably the majority, but it's like there's other people coming in and doing all this stuff. So it would be cool to have like, yeah, like best or maybe up and coming dev team. Like, even if they can't talk a ton about their game. But it would be cool to have, like, up-and-coming dev team and, mm. and sort of talk about their, you know, a new game that they're doing. Even though, let's be honest, probably No Man's Sky would have been the first one in this group, and we saw how that worked. Right. But it would be cool to celebrate them, because I don't want to see... I love Ken Levine, for example. I don't want to see him win every mo- every fucking award. I don't want to see Chris Avalon or Avalani or whatever win every award. You know, there's other writers out there. There's other, gotcha. there's other people. So it would be cool to, in some way try to sort of get those people celebrated because there's some podunk person who's their only job is to make shoes in a game. That person should be celebrated at some point. Yeah. Like, I mean, Spider-Man had the, uh, the punk Spidey or Spidey punk costume. And if you, mm-hmm. someone posted a picture of the bottom of the shoes and if you go like this with them, it actually makes a whole image. Oh no that, shit. Like an artist okay. said, like, this was my project for the longest time. That's awesome. And it's like, yeah. dude, that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, that's the beauty of Twitter, right? It, it can shine the light on people yeah. like that, but it's like I'd love for on the big stage where we're celebrating games to best to see writer stuff like that. Yeah, best writer. Because sure. you know, a, a lot of times, a lot of the games you and I both happen to like are ones with heavy story emphasis. I think mm-hmm. overall, that's in fact, I would say we're we're fairly heavy on. Our, well, yeah, because I think that. that can get mixed up with performance and delivery. Uh, you know, yeah, just kind of going off the Fallout seventy six discussion we were having i i said in my review i was like the game has solid voice acting because there's a lot of audio delivery through holotapes and hearing messages over the radio but right. the writing isn't good where i was never captivated it wasn't anyone's performance that was bad it was you know they they sold their emotions just fine and and brought it to my attention but like what was being said i was like i don't i don't care yeah <laughs> they did what they could with what they had exactly yeah what, with yeah, what was available they're... There's a there's a lot. I I would say also I'd like to see most improved, whether it be most improved company, because Microsoft would probably get that for me, mm-hmm. um, especially because I was highly critical of them for a long time. Halo Wars too. Yeah. Um. Uh, like I would like to see that. I also the reason why I brought up sequel is because I'm fairly harsh on sequels. Like I Same. just I think notoriously I'm fairly harsh on sequels. They yeah, have you to expect to step forward. Yeah, you expect to step forward, and I think that. There was a lot of sequels that are in, in none of those lists that I would I, I would have actually liked somebody to, you know, sort of bring forward and shine some light on. Um, yeah. 
it's be- better than influencer stuff. I just never understood that, nor would I ever accept that. Like, not that I would ever be on that list, but I would never, I would be like. I'm surprised that... you never have been, bro. Honestly, you, you Well, have... I mean, I see, I get mentioned, but it's like, I'm not ninja. Yeah. You I and I combined like... aren't even ninja. I know, right? I, I just feel <laughs> like, you know. I feel like you deserve to be on that list because of because of how like consumer driven you are, how much you know, how, how well your reviews do, and and how much of a leader you are to a lot of us, myself included, with, with how you create your content, right? You know, like I think I appreciate that, dude. I think you know my reviews do well now, and part of it's probably because people know I talk to you, and and like you, I'm just a sponge when it comes to you a lot of times, dude. Like I just absorb what you say, and and because it's it improved who I was and how I created a lot. So you know, I, that's why I'm sitting here like. I feel like, yeah, you should be in the talks. Even if you wouldn't take it, <laughs> I think it would just be awesome to see you on that type of pedestal. It'd be cool to refuse it, go up there and be like, no. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the hey, way, guys, if anybody yeah. accepts it, I yeah, if anybody accepts it, I have no problem with that. I'm just saying I just, it, it, it feels weird. It's almost like a Pulitzer, but given at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Like, you, or, or, or some other award given at the wrong place. Like, an influencer award at the video game place, that would be like having a journalist award at the video game place. Which is also strange because you feel Um, like if you have one, why not the other, right? To be fair. Like if I were a journalist, I'd be like, why are the influencers but not the people? Exactly, bro. Yeah. It's it's strange. Exactly. And some of them are both. Uh, Giant Bomb, for instance. Um, Jeff Gerstmann. He's both. He's very much press. Very much. And then also he makes videos with just him. So he's obviously an influencer. Mm -hmm. So it's like – Somebody who's very important like that, whether you like him or dislike him, um, I think he's fairly pro-consumer for sure, and he's 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 pro the industry, all that stuff. That somebody like that, to me, it, it makes sense to have. If you're gonna do the awards, then that award should be there. Like gotcha. there should be something that's like yeah, mixes cause, it together. Because they're they're always, uh, you know, they already have so many reward, awards, but I think they could like trim some down. Like I, yeah. I think you could you could put indie debut with indie independent game. I think right. action game should just be stripped away. Just leave it as action adventure. Make the category bigger. Um, yeah. Games for impact. I think a lot of games strive for impact. So it's like yeah, I don't want to say remove that category because I think it just creates a discussion that you know a lot of folks may not be having. But. Um, you know well and and like i don't know about you and i don't know about the oscars so somebody can correct me it feels like they've artificially restricted the winners to like four or five where mm. personally i feel like why couldn't you say best role-playing game and there's fucking 10 entries there's more than enough people voting that you could figure out ties or what have you yeah that's another thing i wanted to ask you do you believe that a game that's on best game of the year should also be allowed to be on its own genre as well because i've talked about that to where if a game is on the best game of the year then maybe the genre that it's in should not have it in that list does that make sense so you're saying if it's on the game of the year list it shouldn't be in a specific genre i i feel like red dead could be could win them all right right and that um while it may be an example of that, it's also trying to shine a light on things. And I feel that if you see Red Dead in 15 awards lists, that means 15 other games haven't been put in. And right. um, yeah, I, I get I get it, though. I, I understand why it's done. I've just this is something I've talked about internally on like with people on my discord, like when I do the awards, like, should I say if you're a best racing game if or maybe do you do it where if they win 
then they're not going to be in the next end. Like, I don't know. Okay. Do, 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 are you I, getting I got, what I'm saying? I got, yeah, I got what you're saying now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like what it would do in turn is also kind of punctuate the Game of the Year award, right? It would be like, you know, this is your yeah. Game of the Year rather than like almost slightly watering down other awards, but other awards mm-hmm. by being like, you know, uh, here's the same like three games from the Game of the Year list in almost every entry because they're just that good. And, mm-hmm. and um, um, but on the other hand, I think it's, you know, I know you said you see both sides, but I guess I'll just emphasize that a little bit more that I feel like, you know, when it comes to, we'll say sound and music, like I think all of those games from the Game of the Year list have like a reason oh. for being on them. Um, same thing with Art Direction, because these games of the year are like a, you know, it's a conglomeration of all those. Yeah, it's yeah. all of it. it. They do all of it right, which is why they're our most highly touted games. So it's kind of like a domino effect. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I, I agree. It kind of waters down some of the awards where it's like, all right, I want to see someone else win something, you know, not Red Dead Take Home 20. <laughs> Yeah, or Lady Gaga, who's going to win every Oscar or whatever for her fucking movie. And you're just like, it's good. they're going to be in everything. It, it, mm. I, but I guess it's unfair. I did. You're, you are right. You didn't say it was unfair, but it is unfair now that I think about it. Because if you, if you say Forza 4 is in the game of the year, so it can't be in the racing one, what if it loses game of the year? Then are we ar- arbitrarily saying it can't be in all the other lists? That would be unfair. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a... It's tough, man, because, like, there's so many. I just think there should be more choices, Maddie. They're, like, when I'm doing top um, I think game of the year, lot, yeah. there's going to be at least 10, right? Same. I mean, how Especially many? this I, year. Yeah, wouldn't you assume 10 is, like, a good? I like, Yeah, that, see, for me, I'm a little different. I normally did five, but this year I wanted to elevate it, so I'm doing 10 because I thought this year was that good. And I also think um, – my line of thinking for game of the year would be a little particularly linear. I'd be more of like, a, these have to be the best of the best where like monster hunter, I think is, is going to be at my number. Wait, I'm trying to remember my number 10. Um, and I want to say it's monster monster. Hunter. Let's say hypothetically it is monster hunter. Cause I, I have to go look up my list, but you know, just cause I didn't think monster hunter was like the one of you know, the best game. Doesn't right. mean that it's like not a damn good game that like I spent a lot of time with and I really enjoyed every minute of it and here's why, right? Like I think yeah. it's easy to to get into such like a constricted uh tunnel tunnel vision when it comes to game of the year because we're we're looking at the best of the best instead of expanding our list and being like, you know, here's obviously not the best game of the year. Like I have Octopath Travel there. Not the best game of the year, but like art wise, sound wise, uh world building wise, one of the best games I played this year. And I appreciate that. So that's why it's on my are, list. Are you going to run into problems if you buy Smash and it's amazing? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, that's the big... Like, that's a pro. Uh, it's it's a problem with timing, Maddie. Because, like, mm-hmm. if, we, if we celebrate it... If we celebrate it next year, I couldn't tell you what a December release is from last year. They don't get... They we pretend like they can go into the next year's awards, but they I think they rarely, if ever, do. Even God of War, you even said you liked it a lot, but it like gets minimalized because of all these other big games. And it's like, well, should it be? Or if you replayed it, what have you? Would it be great? That's a game that came out this year, let alone a game that came out in December of last year. This year has felt so enormous. Like I, I was like, 
I don't know if you've ever had this thought before. You see a game and you go, all right, that came out this year. And it feels like forever yes. ago. Like Kingdom Come, I'm like, I thought that was last year. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> that was this year. I just yeah. found that out. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I like that game a lot. I thought that was a great yeah. game um, after some patches, but I thought it was a great game, and I was like, fuck me, that came out this year. You got to be joking. Like, there's just some it's, games. Yeah, it's crazy. There's, I mean, it, it is crazy that one in particular because if you had asked me prior to yesterday when the people in Discord told me when it came out, I would say it was like, last fall maybe yeah like that's how long ago that feels and uh, it's got a ton of dlc they've done a really good job i had issues just like you did and then when i looked it up in my review list it was like january or february and i was just all oh for fuck's sakes are you kidding me Mm -hmm. it's just it's so shocking to see those kind of titles and there's so many of them this year it's a spectacular year and that's why i think it might also be my favorite year of gaming ever just really wow yeah, like I looked Bioware Bungie and Blizzard or Bioware Bungie and um one other company did Microsoft's Mass Effect uh uh Halo and one other one. I can't remember. They had a really good year. I think it was 2009. Right. It was an insane year. But dude, this year it's unbelievable. Like yeah, I don't know. Really, I It's been a really good year. Outside Do you of think it's your favorite? Outside of Fallout that's the thing. Fallout would have been like the icing on the cake for me, right? Like, if, oh, that, I... like if the way I, as a as a Bethesda Game Studios fan, they've made some of my favorite games ever. That would have been like the the like not even it didn't even have to be like incredible, right? It, it just had to right. be like a good game, and one more good game, right? Because for me, it was it was like all right, we got like Spider Man lived up to hype, Red Dead fucking right. crushed it, Assassin's yeah. Creed renewed, um, you know, nice nice year of indies. Like I loved. Uh, the Messenger, and there were obviously, as we mm-hmm. alluded to on the list, there's a lot of great entries there. You know, Octopath is a great year for JRPGs. We're seeing them kind of like have a resurgence. Uh, there were more niche games, kind of like Kingdom Come Deliverance, trying something new. Vampire, trying mm-hmm. something new. It was an amazing year. It's just it's hard to say because, like, for me, the best year of gaming to me was, man, I remember 2013 so well. <laughs> that, that what like, was it? That was The Last of Us, Bioshock Infinite, and GTA Five. Well, GTA Five isn't as high on my list. Like Bioshock Infinite and The Last of Us are some of my favorite games ever made. I enjoyed Infinite. Yeah, yeah. and to have both those games drop within a three month span of each other. Oh Lord, I, I can't. I I love those games so much. Um, Bioshock, one of my favorite series of all time. The Last of Us. You know the, obviously just has a very bright future despite it taking forever for it to get a second entry yeah but uh wow you know and just to have two games like that drop in the same year to me is just unprecedented i haven't had that before uh i had you know near automata last year last year was great for me because of japanese gaming last Mm -hmm. year was was really good for me because what did i have danganronpa persona and and near i was like what else do I fucking need? <laughs> yeah, Persona near. I mean, near in particular. I, I, I've got some heat lately for bringing up near. I guess now as the game, it's as it's gotten older, people have like gotten more negative towards it. But really? for well, me, at le- yeah, for me at least, I thought, I thought near was fu- they uh, they did. There was a couple issues, but holy fuck! And I was talking to a fan a couple days ago, and they were talking, and I was like, "What's your favorite music?" I just was at, randomly asking her, like. You know what? And I guess I was expecting 
Witcher 3 or something. Like, I was expecting the big titles, and mm. she was talking about Nier, and then it reminded me of, like, the soundtrack, the you can, or we, this cannot continue, this yeah. cannot continue. And it was just like, I remember playing that game, and there was an influencer manager you and I have worked with, Andy. And I posted something and he, on Twitter, and he posted back, and he's like, is it really that good? And I'm all, dude, you, I, dude, you have no... It's like, I can't even describe to you what it was like playing that and that music started and just being like, all right, what the fuck? This is the best fucking music I've yeah. ever heard in my life. Come as you know? gods, this cannot continue, stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah. It was, and then there's right before that fight, there's, or right before that um, boss, there's a, um, there's a dark tunnel and I had a fight in there and I could only see like the lights of their eyes. Yes. And I did this amazing like combo and I remember just being not floored with my ability, but floored with, like, w how it looked. Like, I was like, I can't even see what's happening. And this is the coolest looking thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah. it's just whirling the blades. And it, oh. Dude. Yeah. yeah I forgot. Is, that game, it, it, it takes, the, it takes the, my words away. Because I, I love that game so much. It's, uh, it, you know, it's actually what we were talking about with this game of the year list. It, it was everything I wanted. It was an excellent fucking action game it was a yeah. really good story that uh oh my god it, it, it moves you it's a treat man that's the thing the the yeah. music is obviously like i think you know the, the highlight like it's one of those it's one of those games where we're like even if you don't like it or you're one of those people who like as Carrick said you kind of like you're not as big on it now as you once were like you can go back and be like this soundtrack's something yeah. special yeah it's something special yeah, and um, I just find it funny that, you know, Yoko Taro, who's, like, behind all of it, it's like, yeah, I, I usually write this when I'm drunk, and, like, when we were directing the music, I, I looked up videos on YouTube and sent them to our composer, and it was, like, something like this, and it's like, oh. yeah, it's just, I love reading his interviews, because it's just fascinating that, like, that's how someone directed, together. yeah, someone directed a game that's so good. Yeah, well, I, I mean, and that's, of course, probably one like one thing that matters is the producer of the game, you right. know, cause they're the ones who are like deciding a lot of times the overall, the overall uh, process. But this year, even with near this year is one of those years where, and I missed a ton of games. Like I, and people have been all over me and sometimes it was tech issues and sometimes it was just too busy, but it's like the games I missed were excellent so that I could cover an excellent game, which is rare. Usually I'll go, I'm going to cover this game because I have a feeling it's going to be something I want to tell consumers about. And this other game, I'm going to pass up. And this year was the first year where I was panicking, just going like, how the fuck? Like, it's, it's, it's especially once indies started looking like triple A's. Like, Ori, I think, really did sort of shake the pillars where it's like, oh, shit, this is, you could call it an indie almost. Yeah, and it looks but it's like, does this, it look? <laughs> Yeah, right. And then you get that confusing part where you're all... Right. How do how do we rate this? And you and I even Especially talked about it. Like, was only asking for twenty bucks. It added like more to it. Where you're like, oh, fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. It adds more weight to it because it's like the the requirement from you is less, and then you see you're almost being overpaid in a way, or yeah. oh, your return is is higher than a sixty dollar good game. This is a twenty dollar amazing game, and you you sit back and go, fuck. And Ori was last year, right? Ori yeah. in the blind forest. Yeah, that was last year, was, or even the year before. That was, ooh, man, I want to say 2014. Okay. Oh, whoa, wow, boy, that's bad. <laughs> I thought it was like, oh, wow, see, that, that just goes to show you. 
But dude, yeah, it's 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 an amazing. That's why like the negativity is easy for me to accept because there's all these bad things, but an Assassin's Creed game is on many people's game of the year list, and I do not think that people understand the weight of that yet. No. Like, even you and I, who haven't hated Ubisoft games, probably would have never said the next game after Origins, not at the Pyramids, would be, like, on many people's top three. Yeah. No, no shot. Especially you would have thought it would have been, like, kind of like a half step. Like, yeah, some mm-hmm. mistakes, some... But it was, like, yep. mostly really good. Yep. It's yep. fucking oh. wild. Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's an awesome time to cover games. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Anyway, that's all we've got for episode 180 of the Ham Radio Podcast. We hope all of you enjoyed. Carrick, we'll see if these predictions next week have come true. Yeah, no shit. Whatsoever. Right. <laughs> or if we're just totally off the mark. I'll miss everything. All right. (laughs) And we will catch you guys next week. Peace Peace out. Peace out.